Traveling the Vortex. Join the doctor as he travels the vortex, and I hope you don't take sugar in your coffee, because we're landing at episode number 166. I'm Keith. Because <laughs> Polly's not here to get it for you. Oh, because you get poisoned I by get the it. cider. I man. forgot. Okay. <laughs> you really threw me with that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are do, you? Do you want to keep going, or do you want to redo that? No, I like <laughs> it. Okay. I'm just... <laughs> No, our, uh, I was racking my brains going, did I forget to do something? Our, our listeners <laughs> revel in your stupidity, Sean. So. Excuse me, not stupidity, ignorance. Uh, yeah, no, you can so say different. stupidity. <clears throat> so we're recording this late because uh, we had the Oscars on Sunday. We did. That's what we did this week. <laughs> we went to so, an Oscar party. I don't know about you, but I rewatched Thor Dark World. You rewatched it since you bought it? No, or you watched I, it? I rewatched it when I since you've seen it in the theater. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I did too. Did you get a steelbook copy? No, I got the. Sarah, Good. Sarah I have to the, hurt you. Got the oh, that's right. You told me that. You, you told me that. Gimmick buyers. It wasn't any more expensive. It's still gimmicky. So you actually went out of your way to go something special in order to get. Oh, sorry. She had to go somewhere to get See, it. Might as well go to Target. Here. Yeah. Gimmicks. We also watched uh, John Carter. Sarah hadn't seen it. Really? Yep. Ever? Ever. She enjoyed it. She was a little too tired to really like it a lot, but she liked what it was. And other than that, uh, just Oscars. What did you guys think of the Oscars? Thoroughly enjoyed them this year. As far as I'm concerned, Ellen DeGeneres can host all of the Oscars from here on out. I think she's the next Billy Crystal. Agreed. Agreed. The cool thing about this Oscars was this the reason why this Oscars was a success and was so good is because it brought everybody down to the same level. It showed us that stars are people too, yeah. that they were there to have a lot of fun and everybody was in good spirits, well like maybe except for Liza Minnelli who's <laughs> upset over the joke, but uh, she might have been a little too good in spirits. Well, <laughs> um, she was but upset over the joke. She was upset. She's said today that she was Upset over it, um, but everybody—they were—they just—they were all good spirited. They played along. They all had a fun time, and it was. And Ellen really—the was the first time it felt like they weren't. It wasn't a chore for everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Ellen connected with viewers. I think is what happened, yeah. and that helped tremendously. In fact, I mean, the the picture that broke Twitter. <laughs> That was another thing. Twitter was the big Oscar winner this yeah, year. I don't know why. <laughs> Samsung paid for it. Twitter yeah, reaped the benefits. Exactly. Because, I mean, and, and being its first year in an IPO, as an IPO, that's, oh, yeah. that's huge for them. So, uh, Yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, uh, this is the first year in a long time that I have, hadn't seen any, but well, I saw one Best Picture. And I only saw that the night before. <laughs> Which one? Uh, American Hustle. How was it? Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, definitely not Best Picture caliber. Oh, really? Because um, all of the hoopla that I'd heard leading up to, kind of everybody said they thought American Hustle was kind of the dark horse to watch. That's the one I voted for, and then it got blanked. You even voted for it as well. That was your yeah, pick. I, um, I misremembered it. Uh, 
I so I but I can't say anything about the other ones because I haven't seen them. But um, American Hustle was enjoyable. I'm glad it got a nod. It was a good movie. Um, it's it's a bit random at times. Hmm. Like the story needed just a little more, but um, overall the performances were great. And I did I didn't like Bradley Cooper in it though. I didn't think he that was his, he turned in his best performance, but. Hmm. Um, did you ever see Silver Linings? So. No, he didn't. Huh? Did you ever see Silver Linings? I didn't see Silver Linings, but, but yeah. Uh, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed him in that. But I just I didn't like his acting that much. I'm looking forward to now starting my annual post-Oscars watch all the things that were nominated. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's easy this year. I haven't seen anything. It's easy this year. There's a bunch of them that are already here on, on Blue Yeah, some already are. So. Gravity, Dallas Buyers Club. Um, 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years a Slave just came out. Uh, uh, American Hustle. American Hustle. Well, uh, I don't know if it's that's, on... That's sweet. I don't know months. if it's on DVD. I rented it. On iTunes, so apparently it's di- digital, which yeah, like, which is what it, available two that's just it. And, and Frozen is available digitally now. Oh, it doesn't it? come out until next week. Uh, yeah, they're doing that with a lot of yeah. uh, films now. So American Hustle is one of those ones where it's available digitally, but it's not gotcha. available yet on DVD. Yeah, but, but both Hustle and Frozen, I think, are later this month. The, so. the, I think they said all but one of the documentaries that were nominated are on Netflix streaming. Really? Yeah, all but two. All but two. Huh. So three out of the five, um, yeah. And so I felt kind of strange that I hadn't seen enough <laughs> films this year. But any any surprises? I think that's the thing about this one. There were no surprises. I didn't think. I know it was rather predictable. Um, Twelve years. Of, and I'll tell you right now. I haven't seen it, so I'm not judging it. I'm not judging any of these films based on merit, except for American Hustle. <laughs> but as everybody knows, I'd love. Oscar season, and I follow all of the award series seasons up, and do all the calculations, and listen to the pundits, and see what the favorites are, and play all the the little numbers and games and whatnot to try to figure out who. And I came in second place, <laughs> but anyway, um, and I came in third. But yeah, I would have tied. I would have tied if I'd have gone with the masses and went with Twelve Years a Slave. But I really thought with Gravity, I knew I pretty much knew what categories they had shored up. And I, I, in fact, I think all of the ones I picked Gravity for won. Uh, Gravity won in the categories that I picked Gravity for. With the exception of that one, I did go with Gravity because I thought with such a big sweep and with 12 mm. Years a Slave and knowing the Academy and how they, quote unquote, sometimes are racist, <laughs> I thought for sure they might go with, you know, they might not go with the bold move to pick mm. the, the, right, the right film this year. And so I thought they'd go with Gravity and they didn't. So they you, you picked the Gravity for I did pick Gravity. Huh, I did not. I know you told me you picked American Hustle. Yeah, well, but, but I mean, gra- gra- Gravity's the one film that I've seen yeah. out of that batch, right, right, right. and and it was. I mean, and I loved it. I mean, it was amazing and best film of the year, and I loved it and loved it, loved it, and it won way more awards than I thought it but was going because, to. That's because but, you, in years past, have always voted with your heart. That's why I didn't do it this year. <laughs> and I got all the way up to the end, and I thought when. when uh, well, it's still certain you're right. Oh, when, 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 when Alphonse uh, Caron won for, for Best Director, I went, <gasps> are, are they gonna? Are they really going to do it? And got all the way up to Best Picture, and then 12 years later, I was like, oh, well, so much for that. Because that's the other thing, is, is, is the, the traditional, and, and you know this, Glenn, because of the, the, the research, but traditionally, it's whatever wins for screenplay goes on to win director, goes on to win best picture. Yeah. Those are kind of the three but indicators. Lately they've been the, the, the last several years. The last been, several years have yeah, been mixing yeah, it up. In fact, I've kind of departed from that old, because I used to I used to follow that rule. 
And I've kind of departed from that old school rule because we've had so many mix-ups with directors, especially director category, yeah. especially. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's. I didn't I know her. I didn't. Again. I had no idea that was what her was about. It by one again. The, yeah. the the guy falls in love with his OS. I'm really excited to watch that one now. And the fact is, I didn't know it was a Spike Jones film. I was like, where have I yeah. been this year? <laughs> oh yeah, work and school. <laughs> <laughs> So, thoroughly enjoyable. And go Ellen. Go yeah. Ellen. And the pizza guy. The pizza was cool. <laughs> the pizza was awesome. Again, another thing. Brought it right down. Well, and the fact that she's handing out pizza. And, you and know. the fact that it was actually impromptu. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is uh, there was, there was a lot of specu- speculation on how much of that was a gimmick, if it was planned. And she had uh, that guy on, a sh- on her show yesterday. And it, w- it was completely spur of the moment. Ellen had actually ordered pizza from there for her like crew one time so she knew of the place ah. but basically what they did is they looked up the closest pizza place and that was it they brought him in he thought he was coming to the door going to hand it off to some producers <laughs> and they said no ellen wants you so they <laughs> brought him out he had no idea he was going to be on stage He's a huge fan of Julia Roberts, and he was like right there handing pizza to Julia Roberts. He said that was pretty cool. I tell you, what sold it was not so much that they were down in the audience doing the pizza bit. What sold it for me was when Brad Pitt got up and, and grabbed the stack of plates, plates and plates handing out, out plates yeah. and napkins. Yeah. <laughs> and he's following along. She gives him the pizza. He's got a plate ready for you. That was what was like, yes, yep. more of this. Yep. I knew as soon as I saw that it wasn't uh, one of the big names of pizzas, that it wasn't a gift. That it was actually... Yeah, if it had been like Domino's or something, yeah. I'd have kind of gone, eh. Yeah. yeah. It's a sponsorship no, yeah. thing. The it's commercial. Pop was yes. really, really, really well done, too. What else did I do this week? I watched Thor, as Keith alluded to as well. Um, we also watched How to Train Your Dragon. Ooh, I love that movie. Yeah, Sarah hadn't seen that one either. Yeah, she absolutely it. loved it. I've she absolutely loved it. I have not believe that. Oh, I need to borrow it then. After you haven't seen it after, after, after John Carter. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. No, I have not seen it. It's, it's, I it's forgot so how good, it was. good. And now I'm even more excited for the sequel. Someday when you have kids, Sean, you'll. Oh, wait. That's Someday a, when you have kids, Keith, you'll that's know. A, that's a movie they should watch. I know, but but that's the problem. Mason would love that. Well, here's Especially the thing is I had, I had more control over that back in the day. Now that, that they're old enough that they watch those films, they watch them at the sitters because she gets them to keep them entertained in the afternoon. So now you don't get to see so them. So now they've already seen them, so we always try to pick something none of us have seen. Gotcha. So. Have they seen that one? Uh, yeah, they saw it. Okay. That's why I haven't seen it, because that's one of the ones that I, <laughs> well, I, I, I threw out there a couple times. Oh, we've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> Some um, of the shorts aren't quite as good. You want to you, you, you come to my house and watch it sometime, Glenn? Yeah. <laughs> you, you come over. We'll take I, care like I have the time to go someplace and watch a movie. Uh, I have to you're say, in my scheduled class so much that there's <laughs> no way that, that would happen. I have to say, rewatching it, it's a bit more predictable. But it's so enjoyable that you don't mind it being predictable. Well, I got another one coming out soon. So yeah, uh, and a TV show. I wonder if David Tennant will be in that. I bought Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. and I watched it, and which I've seen before. That's and okay. And I finished Games of, Game of Thrones series one Ooh. on Blu-ray DVD. Actually, Thoughts? without spoilers, <laughs> if you can do it. That's where I was what? It for the first season, oh, for anybody who hasn't watched it. Um, I think I mentioned this last week, but I, the first one I watched and I was like, what is this? I, I, this isn't what, you know, I, I just, what was so, I, was, I can't think, what's so special about this? It was, just, it was kind of slow and there wasn't a lot going on. And as you guys alluded to last week, it was, it's, it's a bit confusing. And then the, the, the last 
just the last five minutes of it, I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so I went on and hey, thoroughly enjoyed it. Lots of surprises. It's um, up like a freight train. It does. It really does. Um, lots of surprises. Um, a, a few disappointments <laughs> as far as actors that I really like. <laughs> They're no longer here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not just shall, one, shall but two. Shall we throw up the spoiler flag and Not talk just about one, Ned? <laughs> That's probably the worst. <laughs> the worst kept secret Game ever. Really, I had no idea. Really, you <laughs> I had no idea. I should have known because he dies in everything. That and the Red Wedding, the worst kept secrets. Uh, even that though, uh, that, that even that. that was uh, stop. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know anything about. Been, I've been avoiding Game of Thrones spoilers even before because I knew one day I would watch it. So I've been avoiding them for the longest time. The only thing I knew is that lots of people die, the people that you don't expect to die, and that surely proved truthful in <laughs> Series 1. <laughs> Although there was one character that I, I was sure would, but I, had, <laughs> I love him so much that <laughs> when he did, it was like, oh. <laughs> and I really Because I really, really like the actor. And if I talk too much more about it, you guys will figure out who it is. Well, the listeners he haven't heard. said who it was. <laughs> He did. We're talking Ned, aren't we? No, 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 no. Oh, no, we're not talking no, Ned. Not even Ned. Oh, then I no, 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 no. I need to ask you later. Yeah. You it. Well, it was we talked about it at work, it's and I was telling you how much I liked him and how he was on a certain sitcom, and he was a whole different guy. Oh, and, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. And now I've totally given it away. <laughs> I don't know. That was so first season. I don't remember. <laughs> All I remember is Ned. Um. Yeah. So. Have you guys go. seen the? The poster for season four, or the tagline. No, for I it. don't want to even know. That's the problem. The tagline isn't a spoiler. I don't want to know. The tagline is everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, it's all men die. I don't want to know. And some women. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say that ellipses? Yeah. <laughs> and a dwarf. <laughs> oh no! Don't. Kill everybody. don't. And the dragons. Oh. <laughs> kill everybody. I, I hate his character, but I love the guy. <laughs> How can you hate? Oh no! I, no, no. no I've got a love-hate relationship. Oh, okay. I, he's, you he's, love to hate him. I love to hate him. He's smarmy. He's 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 my favorite character on the show. Once I, I would agree. I would yeah. agree. He's my favorite character. More, I hate more the character himself. But I like, I like the character. Even, even just, that, I've come to like. Yeah, bring it on. Bring me some more. <laughs> no, of this. I, I don't hate him because of the growth he goes through. Oh, that's incredible! <laughs> I think, <laughs> Sean, we we're going to make you little people jokes here. So I'm talking straight. Don't character. laugh at that. I wasn't laughing at that. <laughs> All right, let's move on before you guys spoil something that I don't want to know. Did you have any, what did you do, Sean? Um, I finished my flying saucer project. As I'm done. Oh, okay. Oh, Go ahead. Okay. What else did you do, Glenn? <laughs> Kids had award ceremonies. Mason got. Oh yeah, talk about that. I didn't uh, get to hear that. It was that. just. I mean, they they just come out and pray the, the teams across and congratulate them on a good season because last, not this last week, but the weekend before was Mason's last game. So then Caitlin played in a tournament this weekend oh. um, for Upward, and they came in second place. So very nice. Yeah, for them. Very nice. Now I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't want to interrupt that. That's a good story. Uh, I finished my UFO project for class after staying up all night after the Oscars to do it. <laughs> I armored myself. I broke down and had a Coke and, you know, had all my stuff and ready to go. And I'm going to sit down and do this. And I got into it and 
got stupid and couldn't figure out how to do things. And about four o'clock in the morning, I'm banging my head on the keyboard. <laughs> and I'm just like, why isn't this working? I've rendered it like five times and it's just being stupid. And then realized what I was doing wrong and had to go back and fix it. And then Mel got up to go to work. And she's like, you're still up? And I was like, yep. <laughs> want me to set the alarm? Yep. You going to take a nap? Nope. Why do you want the alarm set? So I know when I have to leave. And I edited all the way up to class started. And then he came in and was like, does anybody need more time? And nobody wanted to, but you could tell everybody was like, yes. So I finally said, yeah, I could use more time. I mean, I think I'm done, but it's not where I want it to be. And he goes, okay, well, we'll take a little more time. Yay! So I went and added a quick little special effect, and then we showed them in front of the class. And, man, mine was head and shoulders done compared to everybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really? That's what you got? I sweated all this for that? So, and then I had to go to work well, that night. on the curve, at least. You're on the top yeah, of the curve. <laughs> Well, then Quick had his done and made me look bad because his was really good. But, um, yeah, and then I had to go to work that night. And I and people looked at me, are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> Brain doesn't need sleep. Brain just needs to stay wet. <laughs> Finally, about 5.30, Garth said, why don't you go lay down? Go take a break. Go, go, go take a nap in the back. Okay. <laughs> so I got an hour nap at work. And then he came and woke me up. I was a little angry. <laughs> Finished out my shift and went home. <laughs> Got up this morning, went back to class, quick looked at me. You okay? Yeah. So, But yeah, that was, that was and then uh, we watched The Rocketeer tonight. I love that movie. I love it. 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 There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It is a perfect film. I love everything about it. I love the direction. I love... <laughs> James Horner ripping himself off on the music. I love, <laughs> I love the performances. I love all the characters. And then Brittany tweeted me. She goes, oh, I love that film. We should totally do that for Flicks with Friends. And I'm like, I didn't even think of that. Oh, yeah. I spent on, you know what I, I love about that movie? It's a Nothing. Disney film. You don't like anything. No, I like it. Do you I like it? I, I, like okay. I love The Rocketeer. Yeah. And I especially love it in my new Steelbook. It's so <laughs> But it's pretty. a Disney movie. That makes it even better. Yeah, it's a Disney movie. It's a Disney movie. It is a Disney movie. I love Timothy Dalton. I love his house. <laughs> and then we watched the trailer. This is okay. This is okay. I have thought of something I don't love about that movie Disney 20th anniversary Blu ray. You know what special features are on it? The trailer. <laughs> That's it. There's no photo gallery. There's no audio commentary. There's no behind the scenes photos. And nothing. And the trailer. And the trailer sucks. Cause it back gives, before they took pictures. Yeah, well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and the trailer. And everybody in it's dead now, so oh, there's no way they could have got anybody back. Yeah, too. Joe Johnson's dead. He's not dead. Timothy he's Dalton's Dalton. dead. Jennifer Conley. Jennifer Conley's dead. They've all passed. I mean, they all. Because you know. <laughs> we were on a clean podcast. Wait, they're not, they're not dead? <laughs> they're not dead. Oh. Huh. Did, you, did you announce it on the news? <laughs> No, have you covered this at all? There's celebrities no. you don't cover that. <laughs> then but it didn't they all, happen. They all died in one massive plane crash. So you'd think that that we'd cover that, but for some reason we <laughs> it was a jetpack accident. <laughs> <laughs> they were on their way to do special bonus features for the documentary. <laughs> Actually, they were going to do uh, the Rocketeer too. So. Well, Billy Campbell's. We'll never see that now. No, he Helix. isn't. Oh, is he on Helix? He's, on, he's the main guy in Helix. He's got to be. Fr- <laughs> He's, no, he's looking at like no, no, that, no, he's no, not. I, I, I believe that. That's what makes sense. He's got to be really good friends with Ron Moore then, because I'm pretty sure well, Ronald Moore wrote the episode "The Outrageous Acona, or if he didn't, he was on Next Gen at the time that Billy Campbell showed up in that one, well, playing Bruce Campbell's character, basically. But Ira, Stephen Stephen Bear, Ira Stephen Bear, yeah, yeah, 
was in charge of 4400 starring... Oh, is he in that too? You say Ira. He was the head of... I know Ira. You say Ira. Oh, I, I think of Ira from the... Uh, <laughs> When Harry met Sally. I, I, I knew he would make the connection. <laughs> <laughs> he says Ira. I go, there's, there's only one Ira for me. It's Ira Stephen Bear. The colored goatee. A, a close second would be David Duchovny's character in Evolution. And you're in the mall singing Surrey with a French on top in front of your ex-wife and Ira. Sorry. <laughs> I just don't go there with that one. It's, it doesn't... <laughs> It doesn't Some hold of the, the same best moments in movie I, history. I, I prefer that one over the I'll have diner scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I prefer the going off in the. Uh... I just don't think of Ira. <laughs> I think I think of Iris Stephen Bear from Next Gen or uh, a DS Nine producer, and I think David Duchovny in Evolution. Those are my two. I really love David characters. I, well, the only reason I remember it is because they were talking, like <laughs> when they, they were talking, and Orlando Bloom was going on and on and on about I wanted to work with Ivan Reitman. I wanted, I mean, this is the guy did Ghostbusters and blah blah blah. I wanted, I just, I so wanted to work with him. David Duchovny goes, I wanted to play a guy named Ira, <laughs> and I just latched onto that. And went, yes, <laughs> you know. So, um, no, I love the Rocketeer, but there's no special. Oh, features yeah, Rocketeer. On this that's what you're talking about. <laughs> there's no special features on this Blu-ray. Mm, that's a disappointing. Yeah, no why. Sean, I like that your ability to when we tangent to just be able to you bring it right back. Well, like, normally I'm the know, one that goes down the rabbit hole. You know hole, so where we left. I left the breadcrumbs. You know where you back. left the ground and went down. Yeah, you leave the I appreciate that. Because I'd be lost without you. I'd be clear you. off in another, like, I'd be like seven tangents down the road without you. Well, thank you. That means a lot. You'd never get back to where I, I would, would never. I'd never get back. Um, Speaking of, uh, in a round, well, yeah, or in a roundabout way of when Harry met Sally, because it's another one of your kind of films, Love Actually. Uh, Matt watched About Time. Did he love it? He said it is his now new favorite film, almost of all time. Well, he says he doesn't think it'll su- Mark, surpass Mark, uh, uh, Amelie, but he went out and bought it the next day. Surpass what? Amelie is his favorite. Amelie. Amelie. Oh, oh yeah, 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 the French, that French film. Gotcha. <laughs> that French, film. that film. Um, but he, he 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 he's given Love Actually such big glowing reviews, and you guys give. But so I finally sat and watched it, and he gave the same glowing review to About Time, and then bought it the next day. Matt doesn't spend money on movies anymore, so for him to buy it, it was kind of like wow. So okay, I keep hearing. I need to see it. I need to see it. That quality I'll caliber add it level to of the stuff. Ever growing list of movies that I need to see. Yeah, I'm sure you can borrow it from Marcus one of us at some point. Yeah. Three also loved it, I believe. Oh, 1963 yeah, loved it? Marcus 1963. Oh, at Marcus 1963. Oh, yeah. Which one is that? Mark. Mark. I think that's, I'm pretty sure that's Mark Lee. <laughs> that's a good guess. That's Mark. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, <it's> not Alex. <laughs> we established that, didn't we? <laughs> I keep having this problem. Marcus 1963, that's got to be Stan. <laughs> So while well, we're on that subject, I just want to throw Island out. Dude's not a dude. <laughs> dude is not a dude. <laughs> Holly from Wisconsin apparently is no longer in Wisconsin. Everybody's moving. I don't know. She no, she, she's still there. She's still there. <laughs> Sean has now moved one of our listeners from one state to another. Not only do you did you and not only not did you have Michelle living in an entire other Providence, now you've moved. Holly from I Wisconsin. was making a joke because she stopped putting. I hope she Wisconsin. bought you pizza for helping her move. Oh, I didn't get pizza. <laughs> Holly, you owe me pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> While we're on that subject, I want to about throw, moving. No, or about love actually, or about uh, about uh, time. No, about pizza. Oh, pizza. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. 
um, <laughs> about our listeners. Because I know where you. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, right now. I just no. Well, you probably don't because I just thought of this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. You know. I, I want to throw out a, a once again because I don't think we've done it enough recently. I just want to say thank you again to everybody who listens to us and puts up with us and invites us into their homes and their cars and their ears. Uh, and thank you for your support Ooh, and for sometimes it's waxy in there. But. Yeah. Well, Doctor Phil's got a thing, but. <laughs> Let's just let's just insult each one of them as we go. I'm show. working my way down the list. I got a whole list of people here. Let's not alienate anybody. In Wisconsin Wisconsin I don't want to alienate anybody. Phil's got some weird down. ill ear thing, apparently. Well, it's what's throwing his driving off. <laughs> it balances. I, I concur with your statement. The That's first not, half of it. <laughs> <laughs> or about Dr. Phil's ear. No, thank you to everybody. Oh, oh. I, just, I, I was going to give a shout out to Brittany. Because she just started her next ABC's a photo challenge, and it's oh, a big yeah. fan audience. I got to catch up now because I didn't realize I didn't. I forgot to visit her site when I didn't finish she the announced book titles. it. So you can I forget that in the show notes. Her web, her blog. Oh, okay, yeah, that would be a good thing. Yeah, sure. But once again, thank you for everybody. And yes, even we, though we may poke fun and forget who you are and your Twitter <laughs> handles and where you live, we've got thousands of us because we've got so many of you. Uh, but don't think that you know. Don't think it's not from the heart that we 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 do that. So thank you. Okay, I'm done. You can go on now. Where were we? Here, here. <laughs> you do anything else? Ditto. Let's move on to new. Yeah, yeah let's I just didn't do anything else. <laughs> did you? What did you tell us? What you did this week? Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. You I did, watched you did. movies. Yeah. He watched movies. a lot of movies. Lots uh, of movies. And they had the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, what's the funny thing? What's the uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, this show is already derailed, and we haven't gotten the news yet. If you haven't figured it out by now, it's going to be one of those. <laughs> All right. Well, our first bit of news is a new character Thank announcement you. on Doctor Who. Anderson, Mr. has Anderson. joined the cast of Doctor Who as a recurring character for Series Eight. Keywords, people: recurring character. You you don't consider Vastra and Jenny and Strax companions. Well, we are yet to see if he travels. Well, I guess they didn't travel. Well, yes, they did travel in the TARDIS. So, do you consider them companions, or do you consider them reoccurring characters? Reoccurring companions. The Master's a reoccurring. See, I don't think you can jump. I don't think you can jump anybody's throats for calling him a companion already. When we don't know, other than the fact that it just says he's a recurring character, we don't know how often he's going to recur. He might be a companion as well. Would you consider Jackie Tyler a companion? She's traveling the TARDIS. But would you consider her a companion? Not, I, think I, I, I think ignore, so. ignoring I, that. I think I would. Caveat, yes, would I, you, I think I would. You would. I would. Mickey. Um, but when did people you, that aren't companions, I wouldn't consider uh, Martha's mom or dad a companion. But they showed up more than once. They did show up. So more they're than a recurring character. They are a recurring character. But, Mike, rest my case. But but but. <laughs> But I'm not saying I'm not excited about the guy. I'm not saying that I, I'm not excited about the possibility of there Jackie being another companion. Jackie was there companion. more frequently too. So. Yeah, I just I, I'm not going to jump on the character bandwagon until he's a companion. Actually, Jackie only qualifies as a companion because the doctor had to pretend that she was she was his companion. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> had to pretend that she was Rose. At that point, it became official. Up until then, she was a recurring <laughs> character. <laughs> He's going to play a guy named Danny Pete. I'm just saying. I think you're getting a little too defensive. I'm not getting defensive. I'm just... You uh, are. No, I'm That's not. the fan. You're getting excited. Keyword. 
Reoccurring comedic character. Keep reading. He also teaches at Cole Hill High School. Now I'm excited. <laughs> now he's a companion. <laughs> <laughs> no, now he's a teacher. <laughs> uh, Is he a science teacher? Uh, Ooh. <laughs> he could be. Uh... Yeah, but Barbara taught history. That doesn't work. Wait, what does Clara teach? I assume English. English. I think she's English. Really she was writing on the Clearly board. it's not computers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no. Although she should. But she got all that downloaded into her head, though. But so she doesn't know how to use that place, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's true. She can't fly the TARDIS. <laughs> oh, update's up. Yay! I, just, I just got an announcement for it, so. Uh, we may have says, to jump ahead. Muffet <laughs> says for the fourth time in we the gotta get through news quickly. Hurry, Cole Hill is coming to the aid of the TARDIS. Yay! Yay! Danny that sounds Pink fun. Will be entering the world of Doctor Who, but how and why? The answers are coming later this year in Peter Capaldi's first series of Doctor Who. Is this his first? Is that all that series? Is oh, there's a bit more. Later. Okay, keep going. No, I, I, okay, I jumped over a bunch. It goes over the in 1963. Teachers Ian and that's no first series of Doctor Who is the end of the statement. Oh, there was uh, that's not the same one that I read. Then I was excited. The the one that I read said something to the effect of um, Moffat says later this year, and then the article concluded with Doctor Who's expect or Doctor Who returns in August, and it wasn't expected to return. It wasn't might return. It wasn't we think it will return. It said Doctor Who returns in August, and I saw that on two different sites, and I thought, wow, everybody's so excited about the new companion that we're (laughs) skipping over the fact that we've got a date and nobody's nobody's talking about it. They quietly snuck that in on us that it's August. Let me go to the official announcement because that was on a different. I've been on the impression it was going to be August for a long time. I had no. Firm confirmation about that till now, but oh, oh, oh. I'm August. You heard it here. I, I Easter well, weekend. I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh no, it's Easter oh. Saturday. That's what I'm we're getting <laughs> updates. Okay, I, all right. We're, I'm gonna get ahead of us. Okay, um, so new companion oh, announced. I mean, uh, reoccurring character. New, new reoccurring character announced. Show returns in August. Okay, what's next? Uh, some news from. I saw uh, some- Timothy Dalton's not dead. Keep going. Behind the scenes of uh, Lego. So Lego reveals some possibilities. Past licensing conflict of Doctor. You gonna let me set you up or not? You told me you can't see my list. I have the list. I don't have the list of feedback. Oh, oh, the order of feedback. I have the list of the order of news. All right, that's it for that. (laughs) (laughs) A thousand points, Keith. Uh, Keith doesn't believe that's going to happen. I don't know why. Okay, here's my stance on it. 100% 100% on board for a video game. I think character options are doing a better job designing than what oh, some of the fan stuff really? is. Yeah. yeah. Because the heads being sculpted specifically for each person customizes it and makes them look so much better than the Lego head. Really? I, that's my opinion. I don't like it because they look like fake Legos. No, seriously, it's the, the best. The, it's the, so far, the, the it's been Lego the best Legos we or had. the character minifigs. The character minifigs look like fake Legos, and it's always bothered me. I agree, they look like fake because Legos. I, I agree with you, though, that I think the facial expressions, these look more like doctors shoes. than the. It gives them more that, that you can't, the that's, that's, that's a mock up that not even Lego has done. I understand that somebody will change the head. No, you're just going to have that standard head. It's going to be that regardless with the different. Yeah, I, I, I've I've liked the character options because of the fact that it's the or character character builders character options. 
What is it? I don't know what they're. Mini pigs. Character options because it's the only thing we've had and it's the closest thing to Lego. But I'll be more excited because I think that I think Lego sets, regardless of the, the little mini figs, Lego sets look much better than the character option stuff in any line that they've done, Doctor Who or not. See, I've, I've only ever played with the one set, so I don't know. Yeah, so um, so I think the sets will be remarkably better if this even happens. That's, that's the other thing that's is the thing. there's a whole lot of speculation there's that this is going to happen based on the fact that they have that they announced that, and everybody's saying, well, they they wouldn't have put it out there that they have the opportunity. That's not out. true. Just- they respond to speculation, and whenever they whenever something changes in the industry for them, that is how they respond, and that's what they happened to do with Doctor Who this time. They they responded when they got uh, when a issue was resolved with, and I'm going to forget now, I read an article about this, I think it might have been the Back to the Future figures. They responded on that. That that didn't necessarily mean they were going to make them, but they. Like, right. my point is is that they, they always, if there's a question about licensing, Lego is a good enough company to let its uh, customers know what's going on within the industry, within its company, and that's how they related that. It was an answer to, a que- to many questions of when well, we get. And that's, Doctor I, Who Lego you're sets. right. That is an important definition to make. There are no Doctor Who Lego sets at this time. There has not been an announcement of Doctor Who Lego sets forthcoming. All we have is Lego announcing the rights issues that prevented them from making a Doctor Who set have been cleared up, resolved, ended, whatever, and that it is now a possibility. And so people are putting their designs up on, and we're criticizing a prototype of something that doesn't exist and hasn't been announced. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, don't, don't get me wrong. Lego uses that to gauge public opinion. Right. But I, 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 I agree with Keith that I think the facial, you know, the, the hair and everything that the, the minifig, the current minifig line has looks more like the Doctor's to me. But I do like the character mock-ups that have been presented thus far. I've not been impressed with the head... Uh, facial paints so far, but I don't know how Lego fix that. So I'm trying to find that I can't find it now. Previous conflict resolutions that were conflict resolutions that were up that were updated. Well, I I saw a link that on an article that not, I read that they haven't made any yeah, on exactly. So, well, I mean, did they did they actually make the Back to the Future sets, or were those are those still in mock really up? Bad looking DeLorean. I believe there was supposed to. I believe there's an official line. Is there? At one point in time, I heard they were going to do the Hill Valley Courthouse playset. I've only kind of seen the DeLorean. DeLorean. There's only DeLorean and and some character Yeah, Well, it looks like a car. Regardless, regardless, (laughs) Lego has an opportunity now to get in on the uh, Doctor Who merchandise. Yes. So let's let's not talk toys. Let's Let's talk the video game. Let's talk about the Doctor Who Lego video game that's going to be coming out eventually. Which, which, let's be realistic. (laughs) I'm sorry, but. That's even further down the pipeline than any actual. Oh toys. sure, yeah. Well, they yeah, have to have an so established much stuff toy line. In line, line now with the games anyway. That even when the toys come out, yeah. it's still going to be down the line because they've got so much going on there with Lego yeah, with their video make games. Two now. games for the Hobbit. <laughs> Three. No, there's two. There's only going to be two games. There's going to be two games. There's only going to be two games. They're going to split Desolation of Smaug. And, and, I don't know. And, and, they're doing the first two. And then they're going to do an Indiana Jones with it and re-release it. Why? I hate when they do because they can make more money that way. Yeah, it's a money. Is there impatient? An Indiana Jones is it a reissue of an Indiana Jones well, paired with, or is it no, a new no, Indiana no, Jones? No, no, like camp? they did with Indiana Jones. <laughs> 
Because they oh, they're going to pull an Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. uh, I get you. I'm okay. glad you understood. What yeah, I, I know exactly what you meant. Because that Fru- frustrated the heck out of me. I'm glad that they changed enough of the mechanics of the game play to make it worth my money to buy it again. But really, if they're smart, they would have waited. If they're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, that, now that Disney's announced two more indie films. Yeah. Well, no, I meant for Hobbit. Oh, or re- release the last film as DLC only instead of disc based. Yeah. That'd be a smart way to you do it. You alienate a lot of back in that day. No, you alienate a lot of uh, customers that the, way. The, 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 yeah, but the, now, d- d- despite the fact that I'm going to argue this in a minute, Lego wants to get discs in the hands of kids. That that's very much why they wouldn't do a DLC right. there. But I brought up the Lego video game quick at lunch today, and he was like, "That'll never happen." I was like, "Yeah, it will." And here's why. And I gave him the spiel, and I got him excited about a game that doesn't exist yet. And then he said. I don't know. Is it is it really Doctor Who big enough for Lego? And I'm like, yeah. All fifty years. Big yeah. enough? Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Oh, you mean you could split it yeah. into like five games? Oh, oh well, I, I, I think I you know when you, you when you think you think Lego, you think Star Wars. And well, that, things, but and I that, mean, that, I think Doctor Who falls yeah, into that. at least new series. They would, and that's what they would focus on. Yeah. I mean, they clearly, I mean, there might be some like that might be the added extra stuff is stuff from years past. But I mean, the, the stories will focus on. New, I mean, let's let's be. Yeah. Realistic here. It'll the, probably the go focus, each season. Yeah, the the focus will be on the new series. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sure you'll be able to you know unlock old go into the thing and, and unlock old doctors and, and characters and monsters and, 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 and that kind and of stuff. And probably may, there might be even like bonus levels that are classic stories. Yeah. But. Things that are available on Netflix. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the genesis of the Daleks level, you know. But uh, it'll it'll be. I mean, I, I, I have no delusions that we're going to see a Merker or a Candyman or you know in this video they, game. They, but. they might make those available as characters. I'm talking about a game that doesn't awesome. exist. Of a Lego series that considering how many, considering how many characters are just in Lego Marvel, yeah, it's ridiculous. They could do it. Yeah, I totally think they could do it, and I, I think the the series is popular enough. And because Lego and Doctor Who kind of have that cross demographic, that the collectors of you know one are into the other. You know what I mean? No. Well, we're in the Lego. Doctor Who fans like Lego. Yeah, Lego Doctor fans like Doctor. Who. I would think Lego fans would like Doctor Who. Venn diagram. There's a nice big. There, circle. that's the word. Venn diagram. I I'm not trying to be difficult here, but I don't see the dichotomy there. Why would I automatically assume Lego fans are fans of Doctor Who and vice versa? Because it fits the the niche geek persona for the same reason that. Um, Star Wars fans tend to also like certain other things but for I, the same reason that, that. But okay, there. But there are Star Wars Legos. But I would not even presume that the majority, uh, or even a minority of, <laughs> well, obviously there's some minority. I wouldn't presume that a majority, for certain, of Star Wars fans like Lego, and there is a Lego Star Wars crossover there. I, 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 I don't think that's I don't a safe bet. I don't I think would, it's founded. Wouldn't you think it's a safe bet? I, I don't know where it's well, how you're how it's founded. I'd say not every, but not every, there, but there, there's at least there's probably enough. I, I would think there's enough. Well, I think that there. you could say that with any fandom, though. So I mean, that's that's why. Why are you singling out Doctor Who? Because we're a Doctor I think Who podcast could, I think talking could, about Doctor well, Who. And no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> But let's. I'm going to be pedantic here. But you I could, would think you there's could, enough crossover could, and Firefly. That, that that's Lego just would it. Do it. You could now, paint that broad brush anyway. It doesn't no, here, support the no, theory. Here's, here's the difference. I would think the, the the Firefly fandom, the brown coats, the really hardcore fans. I would say the majority of them are also fans of Lego. 
I would be willing to put money Why? on that. I just it, the mentality is there. <laughs> don't explain. Don't ask me to explain how I know this. I just do. I'm psychic. All right. But, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna take. Here's the I'm difference, though. The... As much as I would like it to be, Firefly is not big enough to support Lego. There's nothing that, as, as much as I would love to see it, there's nothing that Lego could do and license out Firefly and go, hey, look, we built the, here's the Serenity. It wouldn't sell enough to make sense. Doctor Who, I think, does. Again, because that mentality is there where well, I, I think, think the people who are into one are also into the other. I think it's just. I also think you're way off base. Big enough. That. I don't think that's you, the you, reason why they would do it. I think there are other reasons why they would oh, do it. That, 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 the that reasons are dollar that signs. Thing, that's the reason yeah, to do it. It's getting big enough that there are headlamps that have Daleks on it in the U.S. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, think just for the sheer Doctor fact that it's a, it's, a, it's a program that young people like and would make, would also equally be a popular game that young people would like. That's where I think it falls down. Okay. I, that's what most makes it most likely. Not the fact that Doctor Who fans are also Lego fans. That does that. Because I'm, I'm a fan of the games. I'm not a fan of Legos necessarily. What they've done is they'll make... Because, I mean, I've got one Lego set of Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I have one little Lego set of Star Wars because it's Star Wars. So, so that's, I think that if, they, if Lego makes Doctor Who, I will buy, I will buy Legos based on that. But I'm not a Legos fan. But you, games, you, but you, you apparently haven't bought the Legos that are Star Wars based. I haven't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm clearly not. I'm a huge so Star Wars fan, but I don't. I don't doesn't make me a Lego. He's not in the middle section of your Venn diagram. He's, he's, he's not in the middle right. section of my Venn well, diagram. Well, your Venn diagram probably barely crosses over, too. Is my no, point. I think it's much bigger than that. I just think that because you're you, you're the exception to that rule. <laughs> <laughs> you are my kryptonite. Let's move on. By the way, the official announcement on Danny Pink says coming later this year. That's Moffat's words. And it Moffat's words? Yeah, and then it yeah. says, filming recently again on episode four of the new series, and episode five. That's it. What's Some coming episode? later this year? Doctor oh, Who. The, you're, t- you're, uh, you're back I'm, on the I'm August thing. I back to debunk his... Uh... Uh, you're not debunking <laughs> anything. You just have, I have to find the article. I'll look for it. We're back to trying to prove Sean wrong. <laughs> Listeners, write in, simple yes or no, do you like Lego and Doctor Who? Well, if they're listening to the show, I hope they like Doctor Who. Actually, don't write in. Can we get a poll? <laughs> yeah, make a poll. Put a poll on the site. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> make sure I do Facebook deep. polls. You do you do website polls. So right. just, just a I'll, simple I'll make poll. a post after this episode. Are, are you into Lego as well as Doctor Who? I'll do three options. Do you like Lego? Do you like Doctor Who? Do you like both? See, I don't think I don't think that works because. You have to first of all listen to this episode. I think if you went on there, that you're going to get a lot of people that just go to the website, don't listen to the, web, the episode. That's what we want because they, if they've listened to this, they're going to choose sides. I don't want that. <laughs> I want impartial. Yeah, I'm into both. Click. Yeah, I wonder okay. why they asked that. I, I think the question has to be posed. Do you think that the majority of Doctor Who fans <laughs> are also Lego fans? I, I don't think that's true. That's a different question. No, uh, but that's how <laughs> that's you're. Your that's how you're trying to justify. The answer to you, or the reasoning He's behind you. Too much time on a uh, <laughs> conflict resolution. <laughs> Titan That's Comic not going to happen in what's coming five up? years. What's next in news? What's up? Uh, Titan Comics released previews of the first covers of the new series, the Tenth Doctor and the Eleventh Doctor. Are they actually preview comics? 
No, preview covers? Covers? or preview covers of yeah. the comic. I thought it was just sample artwork. No, 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 that's it actually is actual covers, covers. Yeah. Okay, the cover yeah. for like the first issue in July. I like probably the an alternate. And there, there will probably oh, be I'm sure there will be covers. a dozen alternate covers, but that's that's what they've released right now for the cover. I like them. I think they look great. I think the artwork's wonderful. Oh, and we, we can't judge the interior of the book based on the cover. Never judge a book by its cover. But the, the covers look fantastic. Uh, we, the range will launch July 23rd. I hadn't seen that before. I hadn't either. Did you hear some of the scuttlebutt? Over right before August. Did you hear some of the scuttlebutt about uh, the, the, the concern for the UK? Uh, oh, that's pretty. That's the artist's uh, website. Uh, showing more things that yep. listeners can't see. <clears throat> well, Keith will add these photos to the website so you can go look as oh, well. Oh, wait, is that James Hands? Nope. It's not James Hands? <laughs> nope. It sure looks like James Hands. It's not James Hands. Again, we're talking about something that nobody can see. Let's move on. Um, Do you like Lego? Did you guys hear the scuttlebutt <laughs> about the, the concerns in the UK? No. Well, it, Titan is a UK-based company, but unfortunately, Doctor Who can comics can only be released by uh, Doctor Who magazine, the publishers of Doctor Who magazine. And so, what's going to happen is, is those comics are manufactured in the UK with a broad base of, of subscribers and, and people that are going to pick them up in the US. And so that's that's their bread and butter. But unfortunately. The people in the UK are going to suffer a markup on the comic books because what happens is because they can't be distributed in the UK because of a licensing agreement that hasn't been ironed out yet with BBC Worldwide, the uh, comics are shipped to the US and then they are distributed out and then distributed back from wholesale or from retailers back to 10th Planet so that they can then distribute them and mark them up because they've been twice imported. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that crazy? So Fail. there's some. Now I, I'm getting this information from a couple of articles that were begging BBC uh, worldwide to iron that out, especially since Titan is a British. Surely British they will iron that out. I would hope so. Surely Doctor Who magazine will be but, cool but enough that to was, iron that, that one. That was out. the understanding from the articles that I read. That there's. Yeah, they, because of a distribution snafu or, or issue, uh, rights issue with the Doctor Who magazine, they <laughs> can't distribute in the UK. Okay, so. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I vote that we pool our resources and we buy a boat and we go all pirate on the, on the transport ships and we raid them for their Doctor Who comics. <laughs> And then go Robin Hood and distribute them to the poor people in England who cannot get them. Not even sell them to them at cover not price. Not even sell just them to them at cover price. Just give them away. Just give them away. We would thoughts be and opinions gods. of Sean are not necessarily that of traveling the vortex for legal reasons. <laughs> Speaking of covers, threatening piracy, uh, looks like it sounds like you're threatening piracy, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about the kind where you're downloading music. Oh, no, they, they, they come after me for that. <laughs> of course, I haven't seen Captain, Captain Phillips. Captain I, don't know, I don't know how that one turns out. <laughs> Captain Sean. <laughs> who would play you in the movie? Ooh. Did John, you hear that guy that John played? Cusack. that I can't remember the, the, the man's name that was nominated for an Oscar just this last weekend. Is broke. Yeah. He got $63,000 for that role three years ago. He has no money. He went. He moved back home. Was selling watches or something for cell phones or something like that. He has no money. He's trying. He can't get another job. He has. He's been trying to get another gig in Hollywood, and he can't. Hopefully, hmm. this will help. But 
getting at least a nomination for it. But the suit that he wore at the Oscars is presumably the same suit he's wore to all of the award shows. It's like the only one he owns. Now, fortunately, Columbia has been, from the article that I read, been uh, providing him with uh, uh, a room at the at like a Beverly Hills suite. So he's he's had that for like the last, I think it's three weeks, four weeks, while he's been doing the award circuit. They've been shuttling him around town in a car. So they've been treating him well. But he, he I mean, he basically made $63,000 off that picture, and that was it. That's all he got. Wow. So I'm sure he gets some residuals and royalties, but... I guarantee you the day after the award ceremony, they came kicking his door. I hope so. And said, but you haven't done anything for us lately. <laughs> yeah. Get out you, of did, you didn't win, so go home. Return <laughs> I guess the suit. They, they, and they paid for his airfare and everything out. But anyway, so there you go. Little little uh, <laughs> Captain Phillips. Continuing on. I'm working my way back. No. Uh, where, where, where are all the breadcrumbs? Soon Speaking of covers, in, in that's the what U.S., I said. you won't have to pirate in a DVD <laughs> copy of Adventure in Space and Time from Canada. Two segues. <laughs> <laughs> nice, very nice. <laughs> uh, recently, it's closed now, but there was a poll to <laughs> vote. <laughs> it's closed now. I just so found out about it tonight. <laughs> I forgot uh, to do it till tonight. Oh, there, there's closed. a poll to vote on the cover an adventure in space and time for uh, wide release in North America. Uh, there's no date. They were just looking for feedback on four different possible cover art choices. And there's no word if it's either Blu-ray or DVD or both. This news would have been a lot better if we had recorded <laughs> on Sunday. Well, I'll tell you, the, I think what we can garner out of that now is that... It's coming. It's coming, yeah. Well, because we we've been hanging out there wondering if we were even going to get it in the... Uh, I was this close I say North America. Rachel money. I should say in the United States, because Michelle? Canada did get it. So, Damn it. Well, now, you, now, now not only do you know what, where she lives, but you don't Damn know her name anymore. Is. If you Twitter Michelle, she'll be happy to buy stuff for you. <laughs> Especially some of these cookies that we're still enjoying this week, Michelle. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, what's next? I need to Instagram my my, uh, my my lanyard. I have my Canadian pin on my lanyard at work. Your Canadian pin? My Canadian pin <laughs> is on my lanyard. That one was done on purpose. Is that the one she brought from Canada? Yeah. yeah. But some, not uh, Vancouver. <laughs> Right, Toronto, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I see you. There's been some recent con announcements for the U.S. Matt Smith and Karen Gilliam both will be at, I think Karen was previously announced, at uh, Louisville Comic Con. got a different list than I do. Huh? We had slates for Sarah in there. Oh, yeah, that's supposed to be him. He's too busy eating a cracker. Oh, I have it pulled up. I was waiting for somebody oh. to throw me up. I didn't know that it's was the order. <laughs> You're right. It's a bit <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky, not Louisville, Nebraska, which I learned tonight. <laughs> there is, in fact, a Louisville, Nebraska. And for those in but our there's neck no, of the woods, there's no con at Louisville, Nebraska. A bit more exciting Louisville, Kentucky. is that Karen Gillian will be at St. Louis Comic Con in April, which April. Keith and Sarah attended. Yes, I already purchased my tickets. Four, five, four, fifth, and sixth. Yeah. 
That's in addition go. to a number of people like Summer Glad or Nathan Fillion. You could drive there in a day and drive back. I thought about it. My dad and I did that one time. I'm going to go pick up a some furniture. He used to work for a company called Cardinal Brands. They were in Lawrence. The distributor of the paper, it was a paper company, they are in St. Louis. And they asked us to rent a real hall and drive out there and pick up some furniture and bring it back. To Cardinal Brands, I didn't get any of it, so it didn't go oh, to my didn't house. Yeah. <laughs> for That's why I was planning, laughing. Karen Gillian will only be at St. Louis on Sunday. So, you Important know. safety note. Yes. That's uh, only a few hours from, uh, well, uh, yeah, it's only about, it's about halfway uh, for Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. By halfway, I mean between here and there, so. Halfway to Indiana, halfway to... A lot of good guests if you haven't gone to look at the list. Yeah, check them out, wizardworld.com. Did you want to talk a little bit about Slates for Sarah before we uh, launch into... The update. I would like to talk just a little bit about Slates for Sarah. Um, for anybody who hadn't heard, uh, Sarah Jones, who was, uh, what did we determine she was, a second unit I director? I couldn't figure it out. Or second assistant camera operator. I'm going to come totally disgrace her memory She worked now. in the movie industry. She worked in the movie industry. Uh, and she was killed um, this past, I think it was two or fe- February 20th. Uh, she's, according to this, she was a camera, the, the camera assistant who was killed by a train on February 20th during the shooting of Greg Allman's biopic Midnight Rider. Um, and what makes this kind of a big deal is the fact that uh, the movie industry in general has kind of risen up in support of her because it's, you know... She was a camera assistant. She was a camera assistant. This is not normally a job that should be ever put in harm's way, especially as I've long maintained on train tracks. I, I think it's completely idiotic that anybody ever dies... By train. I mean, they can only go in one area. You know, they're on the tracks. Stay off the tracks, you're okay. And the fact that she was put in danger by her job, uh, who apparently, as more details are coming out, did not have permission to be on the tracks. The train company didn't know they were they were there. On and on and on. Uh, so it's kind of becoming a big deal. Uh, so they've done uh, what's called slates for Sarah, where uh, other people in the industry are putting uh, in memory of Sarah Jones on their clapboard slates. Uh, you know, to kind of show support. Um, which Doctor Who has done. Which Doctor Who has done um, in support of that. Now, there apparently is some confusion. Um, there was a Sarah Jones who worked on the five-ish Doctors. And a lot of people were attributing that this was the same Sarah Jones. And Peter Davidson tweeted earlier this week and clarified that while he's saddened by the loss and the tragedy, that this was not, in fact, the same Sarah Jones. So it's a different one uh, who worked on that film. But in any case, we are saddened by the news and... Uh, Thoughts, prayers, meditations, etc., out to her family. Absolutely, um, and it's just uh, and much support for that cause. I, I believe. I think they're absolutely right in that. Uh, I agree. Concept that they there should be more safety protocols because those people should not be any sort of harm's way. No one should be in harm's way, but it, it's it's a little different for somebody that is in a profession that's dangerous and somebody that's in a profession that should have no or very little element of danger at all. So, yeah. And she wasn't the uh, she was the last of the Oscar montage as well. Um, they didn't do a picture, but they did her name and then more at as part of the memorandum oh, okay. uh, segment. I apparently missed that. How did I get the ten o'clock news story? I don't know, but you brought it. That's why I left the kicker. <laughs> now into something happy. Here's a dancing bear. <laughs> <laughs> How was that epilogue level, Glenn? You know, it's actually pretty good. It's <laughs> difficult because there's no red gems. 
Ooh. And the epilogue is not a separate uh, area. It's They're actually integrated into Series 6, so don't let it confuse you. No red gems. I better very, very last team, one. Then. Yeah. The nice thing is, my dinosaurs on spaceship team, no red characters. <sighs> yes, For the Doctor Who Legacy <laughs> has been stringing us along Ooh. all day long today. <laughs> Actually, they, they they haven't. They've been gems about this. They've they've kept us relatively up to date. Um, but we've been talking all day long about this huge update. Which, if you listen to our, if you had listened to our interview last week, uh, we about. you already knew that there was a update coming this week. A big one. Uh, the big one is uh, new characters and an epilogue for uh, series six. The other thing that they have included in the update is they have added more cutscenes. So there's more story development, some more story explanation, which I think was one of the things that we criticized, or at least I criticized. Or Mildly. Yeah, mildly criticized. Yeah, because there's nothing I could heavily criticize about this game. Um, but yeah, that was one of my critiques, or one of the things that I thought I would like to see uh, was more cutscenes, more storytelling, more story involvement. Uh, they obviously listened to the fans, or just listened to me, and um, <laughs> they have given us what we wanted, and that is great. And They've uh, added cutscenes to previous stories. They have cut, yeah, they have had cut scenes to previous stories, not just the epilogue stories, but it, apparently the previous uh, uh, story uh, editions also uh, help tell the, the, the story leading up flesh to the, the story, yeah, flesh out the story to the epilogue as well and make the epilogue uh-huh, make a little more said sense. Flesh. Um, we don't know too much more about other than what we've heard because we're all just now seeing this update. What happened was they announced it earlier today to keep an eye out for it. Um, a lot of iOS and uh, Android users got patches and updates uh, throughout the day uh, in preparation. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it, it took a little longer on their end uh, getting the, the, the various stores because they added Kindle today. Actually, they added uh, the Amazon store. Uh, so that Kindle users could get um, the uh, game, which is is now newly available on Kindle. So if you are a Kindle user and you don't have any of the other systems, you are, you, a can, user. you can now get uh, Doctor Who Legacy on Kindle. And because of that, and they were squaring away all three stores, we finally got an up, update uh, 12.47 Central Time uh, this evening, which isn't – well, they promised it today and now it's – the next day, but <laughs> at least for us. But hey, we got it. That's the important. It's thing. still today so, on the West Coast. It is still today on the yeah. West Coast. Although it's it's tomorrow in England where they're actually based. But uh, absolutely awesome. I'm I'm so excited that this game continues to grow. That this continues to. Uh, they promise to give us new uh, content, and they follow through. Um, it looks like they're doing some really clever things, and this is just to whet our appetite, really, guys. Because yeah. uh, as as he mentioned in the interview that Sean did with him as well, uh, Lee Cummings, Lee Cummings. Lee Cummings mentioned that you know there's a lot more. There's a, their series five will be coming. It was forthcoming. Uh, this is something to kind of uh, reward us and placate, placate us until um, uh, that new update comes. Um, so be sure to get out there and. Uh, Get your apps updated and check out all of the new goodness on uh, Doctor Who Legacy. And obviously, when we get a little chance, a little more of a chance to delve in and, and see what uh, goodies are in here, uh, we'll obviously bring more on next week's show, and, which will be a lot always. sooner this week because we'll actually record on Sunday <laughs> next week. Well, maybe not, actually. Why? Why? 
I'm working overnight. Oh, you are working overnight. Well, all right. well Keith had to go and screw it up for everybody. Uh, more information to come on that. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you posted. We'll keep you posted. As always, um, make sure that if you haven't yet, go vote for Doctor Who Legacy for best app ever. That's right. And where can they do that at, Glenn? They're in the puzzle category. I don't remember now. <laughs> Odin's still going. Go to yeah. links in the show notes. <laughs> That's it for news. All right. Well, that's a lengthy news segment. I suppose we should move into feedback. Feedback. First up, Robert. Robert writes in comment question. Hello. First, thanks to Sean for finding me on Goodreads and sending a friend request. I was happy to approve. If anyone else would like to send a request, please do so. Hi, Robert. Hi, Robert. That leads to my question. And I think we're friends on I think maybe I added him this week. I also added him. That brings up his question. Have you thought of creating a Traveling the Vortex book club on Goodreads? No, we, we haven't. set up monthly <laughs> read-alongs such as Sword and Laser Club podcast does. This would be a place to talk books and not just who books. I will admit, as an author, I might have a horse in this race, but I also think <laughs> it might be, a good, might be another way for TTV to distinguish itself. Hey, me another who podcast do review podcast review and talk about books. I think he's got a good idea. I think he's got a good idea. He's onto something there. I think the majority of the focus, as is with this podcast, I think the majority of the focus would be Doctor Who, but I certainly think we could branch out. Well, if we can do flicks with friends, we can do, hey, let's read this this month, week, whatever. Yeah. I'm, I, I set I set a goal for myself. By the way, speaking of good weed, reads, weeds, good weeds, good weeds. <laughs> that's a, that's the Colorado based um, <laughs> website. Uh, good reads. I set a goal of thirty books because I, I you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not Chrissy. I'm not a reader. <laughs> I read. I like to read. I enjoy reading. I don't have a lot of time for reading, um, but uh, I set a goal for thirty books and realized that I'm already three books in. So. That's pretty good for that me. Pretty good. We're only two months. In, well, we're in the third month. So 30, that's a, 30 for that's the whole a, year. Yeah. That's, that's a book a month away. Oh, I'm way behind. Yeah, I might want to pick that up a little bit. We'll, we'll get you Actually, some I, was, I was surprised don't, that don't, you... Don't start, don't start reading the films. Oh, don't, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't worry. <laughs> no, that's that's a, that's a great uh, thing. I, God, I miss reading. <laughs> so, mm. I can't wait to be done with school so I can go back to doing things <laughs> recreationally. <laughs> I read a lot before kids. Actually, I read a lot now. It's just kids' books, two kids. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the Very Hungry Caterpillar. Again! <laughs> well, the nice uh, thing is uh, Mason's into, like, superhero books. So we've got a lot of, like, Thor and the Avengers and Captain America. So those are always fun to read over and over again. Well, thank you, Robert. <laughs> I, I definitely think that we will uh, we will take he's that up. Done. Oh, he's not done. Okay. <laughs> For me. I haven't read this. <laughs> there's also the fact that I'm not at Goodreads all that much. If it wasn't for Sword and Laser, I might only check it once a week. Check in once a week. It's the only book... Uh, it's the only club that I've remind, remained interested in. It's not for the monthly book picks, though I've read some, and now I want to read others. It's the side discussions about books and sci-fi that's happening in the SNL club. Mm. I might not take part in very many discussion threads, but there seems to be at least uh, one new thread a week Worth following, at least worth a while. I'm curious to find out if any of you guys. Glenn's tempting Sorry. us with this <laughs> legacy update. Sorry, Robert. We're not. We're not meaning to be disrespectful. Uh, yeah, put it away, Glenn. Yeah, put it away, Glenn. 
I'm curious to find out if any if you guys have felt that way or if any other listeners have had that experience. I've also I'd also like to f- know if anyone else thinks a TTV Goodreads book club would be worth doing. I think uh, a I guarantee other that we have a couple other people that I'm Rift sure would be all the over that. And the full show about Galley. I do plan on buying the Rift Tracks Dalek Invasion of Earth video on demand in March. Try to remember and send in some comments on it when I see it. Yours, Robert. Thank you, Robert. It's good a, to hear from you again. It's good to hear from you, and it's a very good idea. I definitely think that we could probably get um, several people oh, probably absolutely. on board to, yeah. to maybe ramrod that for us. We have a lot of uh, uh, readers. Vicarious so, readers, yeah, apparently. Absolutely. <laughs> um, as far as... as, as um, oh, what was the part here? Uh, it was... Uh, have felt that way. Um, if you specifically meaning about the book club, I don't think any of us had uh, given two thoughts to it before now. If you're meaning the discussions, threads, and things like that, um, I just joined Goodreads, so it's kind of new to me in general. Um, but there are a lot of things out there that I I spend way too much time debating and getting <laughs> into and enjoying the, the, the lively commentary um, until I get a spoiler, and then it's like, well, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time on Goodreads either, but I do like check in occasionally, or at least once a week an update when I'm reading. Yeah, I, I got involved in Goodreads because it was a good place to leave, because I, I always appreciate those kind of sites that, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's just another social media, you know, site. I like those sites that are, are constructive in, this, in the fact that if I want to read a book, I can find out more about it and find out what you know average readers thought about it. Well, and it, li- it links me with people that are, you know, uh, appreciate the same types of, of things that I do. Yeah. And it gives so, good suggestions. Exactly. Yeah. So I can get a good heads up. And I also feel that there's a give and take. That if I'm using that site for uh, to get reviews and, and use it to get information on books that other people have read, I feel like I have to contribute as well, so I make sure that I, I, I obviously everything that's up there that I've uh, posted has not got a review, but I try when I can to yeah. have a review, at least, even if it's just a sentence or two, um, just to give my opinion on something because that's that's what it's a good resource for that. People are coming there to find out if what if I really good like it for is the building the shelf of here's the books I want to read, so I can keep track of them easily. Yeah, it's certainly that's a good tracking really nice. guide as well. Yeah. I did vote for a whole bunch of stuff that I've read and liked. I kind of f- fleshed out my profile a little bit when I signed up, but mm-hmm. that's as far as I got. <laughs> All right. Well, who's next? Lisa. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't ready. Yeah, you were playing Doctor Legacy. No, you? I was not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. Um, Lisa writes. It was a timed episode, but I was. <laughs> Lisa writes. Uh, anything, feedback? Nope, feedback submitted. <coughs> Excuse me. Thoughts on the Doctor, new cast member edition. Danny Pink, meow. I guess now we put a picture of Danny in the show notes for everybody who hasn't seen it yet. Um, brave of heart in these, the hinterlands. Spring has sprung on the north coast of California with daffodils everywhere. The parade of colors that are rhododendrons has begun with red being just the beginning. And to think, we've just had our first winter storm. <laughs> not gonna lie, I hate you a little bit right now, Lisa. <laughs> I'm so done with. So we got another. I mean, nowhere near as bad as they were saying. You know, eight inches. Of, you know, we just got like a, and then it was done. But I'm so done with Old Man Winter this year. 
Uh, Sean, your reports from Galley were very enjoyable. And surprise, you have found the only place in California where AT&T has a tower. (laughs) (laughs) I can verify where it's at, too. It's right there. Uh, Take care, everyone, especially those in the grips of the polar vortex. Again, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Fortunately, it's warming up now, so... Yeah, only being a couple weeks away from the spring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Keith, who is next? Okay. Oh, wait, this was me, so. Scott. All right. Scott. Scott Wright. Scott, we didn't forget you this week. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Scott Wright. Uh, Hi, Kansas crew. <laughs> Hi, Kansas crew. How are you in the winter that never ends? <laughs> Everyone it's a has recurring seen, theme. <laughs> everyone has seen the American Doctors list by now, so I did an all-British actress list instead. Instead, Tell me what you think. Number one, Wendy Hiller. This was tough. She was the famous actress uh, more known for her film work in the 30s and 50s and stage work than TV. I also considered uh, Elsa Manchester, who was in a lot of 60s American TV roles. Number two, Angela Lansbury. Ooh. For number three, Jean Marsh. For number four, Diana Rigg. There's a good one. For number five, Joanna Lumley. This might have been around when she was on Sapphire and Steel. Uh, Number six, Elizabeth Taylor. Maybe too old, but when I picture her next to Cullen Baker. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that, especially with Evelyn. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter, maybe too young, but she had to be on here. Number eight, Jane Seymour. Oh, definitely. I love Jane Seymour. Uh, nine, Tilda Swinton. Ten, Kate Beckinsale. She'd make me, uh, she'd make me one of those 10th Doctor fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eleven, Kira Knightley. Yeah, maybe. I, She's got the young aspect. Yeah, I can see that. And number 12, Emma Thompson. And I'm all on board with number 12. <laughs> I, I'm totally, totally, totally. And Helen Mirren as the war doctor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Helen Mirren as the war doctor. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. Uh, I'd love to know what other listeners, travelers, vortexers, I th- uh, think. Take care. Yeah. No, I, I, I like your list here. Um, Karen Knightley, I don't know. Uh, Angela Lansbury in, in at number two. I almost put her more put, one. Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah. I, Angela's more of my number one, mostly because I'm not that familiar with uh, Wendy Hiller. I, I know of her, but I don't know that much about her. Um, yeah, I think I'd put Angela Lansbury. I, although I can now... I, I, in the 60s, I suppose I could see her as kind of that quippy, quirky, I think that's what he's going for, character. So yeah, yeah, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna backslide I could, on I could that almost say, yeah. flip Gene Marsh and uh, Dinah Rigg. I thought that—that's yeah. where I was gonna go. Was I, I think, yeah. If I, we're gonna do the James Bond-ish, yeah, uh, no, kind of, I, uh, I would agree. I would flip kind of three and four. Uh, Joanna Lumley. I must. Elizabeth Taylor. I, that's I the weird one. Although Joanna Lumley is almost too harsh for five. And I, I, the only thing I've really seen her on is Advab. So no, I because I mean he was kind of the no nonsense doctor, so I, I don't know. I, I can kind of I can kind of see that. Elizabeth Taylor's the one that's kind of I'm having the most difficult with. Was she British? How come I didn't know she was British? I didn't know she was British. Now that you say it, but maybe she was. 
Hold on, I'm looking now. Um, <laughs> she did have kind of a mixed she accent. Is. Yeah, she, she is had British. she had a mixed accent. She had a lot of American in that accent. But I've always thought this. she had had a Hampstead bit of Hampstead Gardens suburb, United Kingdom. Oh, let me do where she was born. Well, there you go, Elizabeth Taylor. Then I don't. I still don't know if I see her as six, but uh, Helena Bonham Carter is seven. I don't necessarily think she was. Why Jane there. Seymour is eight. Maybe I I, I think, I think I'd flip flop those too. I could see well oh okay. That's why he's going I can Okay, see that I one. can see that now, yeah. Especially at that time. Uh, Tilda Swinson for nine, I'm I'm okay with that. Kate Baconsell, yeah. Karen Knightley, I don't know. I don't know who else would be a good eleven though. Uh Emma Thompson or uh, uh, uh yeah, well we got Emma Thompson at number twelve. Uh who uh, Emma Watson for number eleven, maybe. Swap out. Maybe. Um, Just in case, has anybody not somebody, seen the American Doctor list? Yeah, I was of about actors? to bring that up. You guys have seen that? I've yeah, seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I totally disagreed with a good chunk of theirs. Yeah. yeah. Most of oh, it. Sadly, though. Mainly because I Nick looked was at Cage, it when. So. Yeah, that's. Well, sadly, though, I looked at it when that's not who I'd pick. That's but probably who I'd pick. But if it was, yeah, if it was an American institution, that's exactly who would have gotten all of those. And no wonder Stephen Moffat recently, once again, reiterated that an American Doctor Who would be rubbish. <laughs> is, is it any wonder? Uh, anyway, yeah, thanks uh, for sending that. And if anybody has any uh, points they'd like to make on it or have a list of their own, please send it in. Next, Daryl. Right? Yep. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Comment, question. Hello, Vortexians. It's been a while since I last feedbacked, but I listen every week and also follow you guys on Facebook. Thanks, Daryl. Like I enjoy- feedback is a verb in that case. <laughs> feedback. I enjoy your posts, but there are, but I am still avoiding the tweeting thing. Oh, that's all right, Daryl. Don't worry about it. It's not for everyone. I just wanted to say that I've been a longtime fan of Who, and while still in high school, I went to Doctor Who conventions in St. Louis during the 80s. One was Hitchhiking the Gallifrey with Peter Davidson, Mark Wing Davy Zaffod, and Sandra On Dickinson. On the TV series. Trillion. On the TV series. <laughs> who was still married to Peter at the time. Actually, it was around the, this time that she gave birth to Georgia Moffat, Davison's real last name, who went on to be on the doctor's... On, went on to be the doctor's daughter and wife, tenant. So, timey-wimey. <laughs> I also went to many TARDIS cons in the mid-80s and had the pleasure of meeting and getting pictures with and autographs from the likes of Tom Baker, Patrick Troughton, who came at the last minute after John Pertwee dropped out, Peter Davison, Fraser Hines, Nicholas Courtney, Katie Manning, Terrence Sticks, Nicola Bryant, Mark Striction, Ian Martyr, Sarah Sutton. Aww. What a list. Ian Martyr. Yeah. Janet Fielding, and others. I have tons of pictures and even a bunch of cassette tapes full of panel audios. There were skits put on by actors, dinners with them, cabarets, and many other cool events. But I never had to pay for one picture or autograph. When did... When did this happen? It kind of saddens me now that it has come to this. Usually the weekend price of the admission included all of that. I guess this was the, this is the world we live in now. Money, commercialism, and greed. Boy, I sound like an old bogey. At least Gallifrey keeps the limit of attendees to keep it somewhat cozy. Anyway, I had a blast every time. I, I will say, Scott, I, uh, Daryl, I did. Sorry, <laughs> Daryl, I do. I remember those days as well. I didn't ever get to go to a Doctor Who convention or any convention that had a Doctor Who guest uh, living where I live. But the conventions that I did attend when I was young, uh, sci-fi conventions, the autographs were always 
free, and the price of the admission was covered everything. So I, I, I long for those days too, and I, I still cr- I, I pay for them now because you have to out of necessity. But I still cringe at the idea of having to pay for somebody's signature. I think that's ridiculous. I mean, if it's one thing if you're looking for somebody's signature, especially somebody that has passed, and you're paying for a signature that's been, you know, passed along, or somebody, you know, you're you're looking in a collector shop or something like that, to stand in front of somebody and give them money to put a signature on a picture, still blows my mind. I think it's absolutely ludicrous. Here's the difference. Again, we're in that place. Um, I I don't mind. To an extent, knowing that as uh, because I've been to so many of these different cons and kind of learning some of the inner workings of the way some of these work. For example, any of the Star Trek actors will tell you they have to pay for their headshots. Any of the photos that you see on those tables, I'm fine with paying for the headshot, are paid for well, by the actor. That's how most of them sell it. And so it's not anymore, though. I was okay with it when they said, "Buy this photo, get a signature." That, that the, I agree with. I have no problem. The problem is, with that. if I brought my own material that I paid for, then I, I agree still with you. I think have it to be pay free. for the photo. For yeah. the, and, be, and it's because we we have we have completely trans transferred to that idea of paying for the autograph and not paying for the material that you're buying yeah. at the con. I, I'm, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, I, I, don't mind, I don't is, mind giving them money. I, I don't would, mind paying them, you know, if it was a $10 photo and I'm paying 20 I don't even mind I that. I would pay more to get into the convention if I were getting my autographs. I would, free. too. There, um, well, Dave Scott. I would pay who, to get into an autograph room <laughs> if the autographs were free. I'm serious. I think that's how those things need to be administered. Dave, Dave Scott, who was kind of the anti-creation entertainment programming, he, he, he didn't like the way creation was running their Star Trek cons, and he was based out of Kansas City. And he started this thing where he increased the cost of the uh, admission price a little bit and included all the autographs for everybody who came. And it was genius concept, and it was well done. And unfortunately, the big money cons kind of run him out of town, and he just couldn't compete with them. Because, well, I mean, for the same at WizardCon, look at the, the people who are being assembled for that St. Louis convention. There's such a huge cast list of people there. And yet, all of the autograph prices are $40, $50 or more. And it's because they can, they can get it. Because they brought the talent. So it's kind of like, ugh. I will play devil's advocate from the other side of this that part of the problem, and this is part of the reason, I suppose I should say, is because the, the cons... When you used to get four or five guests at a con, you could pay the guests the upfront money and everybody would get free autographs. But what's happened now is they tried, they've grown these cons to the point where they try to bring as many guests in as they can. And if they paid for everybody, they'd have to substantially raise the cost of admission. And so, in order to get a more amount of multimedia artists into these conventions, They've turned the money aspect over to them to make their own money. They still get a a, a, a guarantee, a price guarantee right. uh, up front. Which, and if they don't, but if they make that and above and beyond, they keep anything that's above and beyond that as well. So I, I understand where you're coming from, but as a celebrity and the con aspect, it makes more sense the way that it went. Also, because if it's a ridiculously high cost of an admission, you're going to get less people there. You're going to get less people and. Not everybody is interested in everybody's autograph. That's true. That's and true. so when you have a bigger amount of But people, I would rather have fewer con guests that more people would get autographs from 
than spreading it out. I, I, I absolutely love well, Planet Comic Con. I think they're doing a fantastic job, but I will point to them as an excuse. They, they've really kind of outgrown themselves as far as I'm concerned, as far as bringing as many media guests as, in, as they do. And I, that lends to the problem that, yeah, suddenly I'm paying for somebody's autograph. It, well, and it's a catch-22. It really well, unfortunately, it becomes a problem also. The celebrities say, well, I could go to the smaller con or I could go to a bigger con and get more money. That's just it. And then that's there. where that's where and the they capitalism have to take the time and go, out of I mean, their it's out no of longer their work schedule it, and, and and there sometimes. are those people that come to con there there are those celebrities that come to cons and they generally adore their fans and they love their fans and they show compassion and 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 and, and really gratitude and thanks and, and whatnot. And it, it really comes across at Gallifrey. And I'm not saying it doesn't come across at Planet Comic Con, but there's more There's more opportunity for them to just come and sit and, and, and wave a pen. They, you know, there's just not that same connection. I mean, the celebrities should be as grateful for their fans to come see them that they're giving a little bit of themselves. And unfortunately, when you get to this mentality of, you know, this money machine where you're just turning out money for autographs, a lot of that interpersonal c- connection is kind of lost yeah. because well, if you're going to come give me thirty dollars for an autograph, you obviously like me. So here you go. Here's your thirty. Here's your. Give me your thirty dollars. Here's your autograph. Give me my fifty dollars. Here's your autograph. You know, it's just and there's a difference. Also, there's less of that connecting with your fans and that 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 appreciation. I, I think a lot of the people at Gallifrey also don't necessarily consider themselves celebrities. Well, I think that's certainly that's true, the too. big difference with Galley and any 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 other. Well, and, and Galley because it is a, a, it's designed to be a smaller, intimate experience because it is more, you know, capped at thirty two hundred people, tickets sold maximum of like thirty seven. It's it, it, it's designed to be more of a gathering of people. Oh, and yeah, there's autographs too. Right. I think the price structure kind of bears that in mind as well that most of these people are charging 20 bucks well, I don't mind kicking out 20 for an autograph looking at the price list of, of Planet Comic Con and, and, and St. Louis and some of these other ones it's like Ugh. I mean I'll be honest St. Louis looking at the price listing that was there because there were so many people there I was like oh my god I could get some of these I'd love to do that looking at the price list they had set up pretty much eliminated three-fourths of the people that I would have gone to con to see. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of still down to the debating of the two or three big ones. And then Matt Smith announced. Uh, well, he's not in St. Louis. <laughs> not in St. Louis. But, um, you know, two or three big ones that it's kind of like, well, can I afford that? Can I go and do that? And is it worth going down? I mean, is it worth going down for two or three versus right. the others that I would have gotten? I guarantee you, if... Whether the con administrator comes in and says you can only charge this, or the actors kind of go, you know what, this is really kind of bilking people, maybe I'm only going to charge this much. If the price is dropped, even if I was paying for that autograph, if the price is dropped, I'd walk out of there with three times the yeah. number of oh, autographs I, I would agree. as what I, I, I would I'm agree. more likely yeah. to do. And so that's, you know, I, like I said, I agree. I personally, if I ever get to the point where I'm invited to a con and the people ask me to sign stuff, Hell yeah, I'll sign whatever you put in front of me. I will sit at my table for a full day and just say thank you. I mean, yes, I'd love to charge for it, but I'm not going to because I'm not that guy. I mean, I think the the other thing that bothers me about it is, and you 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 spend what you can afford, but Planet Comic Con, I'm really probably only getting two autographs. I don't, there are are a dozen people that I'd like to get autographs from. I can't afford that kind of thing. That's ridiculous. So you have to, like, kind of weed down and. Now, if they were all charging a lot less than they are charging now, yeah, I'm the same way. I'd come out of there with a lot more autographs. 
But, I mean, I'm the guy going to Planet Comic Con to get a autograph from John Ratzenberg. Because I loved <laughs> him too. as Cliff Clavin. <laughs> I don't care about his roles in Superman and Star Wars and, and the Pixar films. I'm going there because he was Cliff Clavin on my favorite television sitcom ever. And I will get a Cliff Clavin. If he doesn't have any, I will bring a <laughs> shot of Cliff Clavin. Because that's what I want. And to be quite honest with you, I want to go to... If he if it wasn't so expensive, I would get um, uh, Brent Spiner as well. But you know what I'd bring? Bob Wheeler from uh, Night Court. That's what I remembered him from. That was the first thing that I ever saw him in. He was, I was the guy and him and his wife, and they were down on their luck all the time, and they came up to. In front was he of a bench. recurring character? He was a recurring character. Wow, I think I it was only Bob maybe Wheeler. in a handful of episodes. Uh, I think it was Bob, Bobby, and Susie Wheeler. I think it was. I can't remember what his wife's name was. Wow, I don't. Bob remember. Wheeler. And in the first episode that they were on, they had a daughter, and then the like daughter disappeared. But yeah, they they had all well, this. She wasn't funny. They ended up. They, they, <laughs> they come up. They end up like Mama had given them money or something, and so then they ended up buying that. Uh, uh, what do you call the uh, sundry stand down in the, in the, in the uh, like uh, uh, snack stand in the cafeteria? Or, really? Uh, yeah, that they actually owned that in the show for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, they were really reoccurring yeah. characters. I, well, I I, again, I only about a handful of episodes. Well, I mean, if you if you buy that's a, where their story. If you went. buy a set on the show, you must show up at some point. <laughs> yeah, I would think. Well, but. it was just because it was they were fun characters to get back. I'm sure they were one shots, and then they were so enjoyable that they they brought them back. Huh. So. I didn't know that. That's the magic of Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner. So I, if if Brent wasn't so much, I would go there to if get. If Brent wasn't that. so much, I'd get an ID four autograph. Oh yeah. yeah. There, there, there were many. I'd get a Young Justice autograph. Yeah. I'd, I'd Brent signed twelve items for me, <laughs> <laughs> and not that four, he's, he's charging forty for those that are, might be interested. But all, all of, I think that's the other thing is all six episodes of Night Court. All of the Trek cast, six, yeah, I knew is, is charging handful. forty, and I think that might be a kind of group decision to set that bar. Well, I'm, to, I'm certain that that has a lot to, to, to be do with to it. be fair. But then Shatner's seventy five, so well, he's not the same tier. Of group, yeah, he's he's he's, he's the he's the Shat. <laughs> All right, well, we have derailed Daryl's... <laughs> Sorry, Daryl. back long enough. Let's get back into it. Uh, he continues, My two regrets are... One, I did not. I have not been to a con since the mid-80s. And two, I have a five-doctor strip in which I had the actor sign and has at least 15 signatures on it. The one time I forgot to bring it to a con was the one in which Terrence Dix was at. The oh. writer. <laughs> that is the major epic fail. Maybe one day. You could have sent it. I'd have taken it to Galley. And then Sean could have taken it to Galley for you. Terrence was only charging 20. And then Sean would have conveniently lost it. (laughs) I'm sorry, Daryl. I I don't know know what what happened happened to it. it. As it entered his collection. (laughs) No, I wouldn't have kept that. No, you wouldn't have. We'd have had a giveaway. (laughs) (laughs) We'd announce that on Facebook. The 1,000th new listener to our show gets a... 1,000th? The 1,000th new listener. The 100,000th new listener to the show. Well, I guess we could dream big. Yeah. Hey, for that kind of script with all the actors signed and Terrence, because you didn't say all the actors. It just said at least 15. That's all of the actors in, in the different in the, in the well, probably not uh, William Herndl at that time, but I don't know, maybe he did have Herndl. Maybe, maybe you have to let us know, Daryl. All right, well, keep, keep going. Keith. <laughs> Send us Before an Instagram of that. <laughs> I too am playing Doctor Who Legacy and bought into the fan area. Yay! It's a great game, and I hope they stick with it long enough to get classic eras. Although they said they're going to be incorporating some levels from the early eras into the storyline, till we get something soon. 
I hope they add achievements that utilize milestone scores or certain team usage. It would be good incentive to go back and use some other characters that normally get normally get uh, normally never get used, like complete level X without using any companions, or complete level X with using only one color, things like that. It would double the playtime and encourage repeat plays playthroughs, as if we hadn't put enough time into it. <laughs> Lastly, I haven't heard any news about Adventure in Space and Time, The Five-ish Doctors, or any of the world being released on DVD in the U.S. I'm pretty sure I, they know the show is a big deal here, and I don't understand the delay. Anyone hear of anything about these? Mustache, keep up the good work, and <laughs> feedback you later. Well, as we Darryl mentioned... Christensen at St. Louis... Or St. Charles, I'm sorry. So, and as we mentioned earlier in the show, <laughs> the Adventures from Time and Space is at least on its way. It's at least planned. to DVD in the in the uh, U.S. and back up to uh, Maybe the world is we, getting a May twentieth release in the U.S. The, oh, is uh, it? Yes. Where do you have confirmation of that? Well, TV where did shows you see that? Because that's DVD. new. Oh. That's news. How come we didn't talk about yeah, that? How come we didn't it talk about that one? Out, I thought we talked about it February. Uh, Web of Fear. Oh, was that the one? Well, oh, we talked about too. Web of Fear. Yeah, I, Enemy of the World is brand new news to me. It, that news came out the 26th of February. How did we miss that? I don't know. <laughs> How can this be? Wow. Because it was more than a week. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's a little uh, update for you on that. Um, back to the uh, obviously another thing that I think we sort of answered the question was the uh, achievements. They have added achievements. If you if you had the well, Android, if you had the Android, you had achievements already about a month yes. ago. Yeah, uh, with right. this latest update, the uh, iOS uh, operating systems now have uh, achievements as well. So there's nothing as explicit as that, but there's always room to add achievements as yes. well now. So yeah, now that they've got the achievements, well. Unlocked, um, <laughs> you can add to it and start yeah. creating different fun little. I think little they should name them trophies on Android and achievements. On Apple. <laughs> Only no, you, Keith. I, I, I'd be surprised if they'd associate it, actually try to associate achievements, even though they have with well. <laughs> with a Microsoft and an Apple product. Have, have they released on Windows Homes? No. In fact, that's where it should be. I think I saw somewhere where they were, they weren't sure if it would be, uh, or maybe it wasn't an if, but a when it would be uh, available. So, and Daryl, just so you know, we we got your second email. We're not going to read it out on the on the air I, right I, I now. Responded. And Keith has responded to you. So, uh, apologies that we all missed the second one. So, it, so we, we have responded now. So, and listeners expect some pictures soon. Yes, that's all I'm going to say. All right, who's next? Up next is Rachel. Rachel. Rachel writes, Comment question, Hello Vortex Gang, and happy Oscar Sunday. I just wanted to thank all of you for last week's show. I haven't laughed that hard in I don't know how long. (laughs) That was certainly one of the most entertaining convention recaps I've ever heard, and I'm sure it goes without saying, but I was very happy to hear such praise from my doctor. When I went to Chicago Tardis, meeting Colin Baker was the highlight. Meeting my doctor was a dream come true. But the fact that he's so nice and personable and has such a love for Doctor Who made the experience so much better. So to hear others say the same thing just just solidifies my admiration for Colin. I'm really happy that Sean and Mel had another great time at Galley, and I'm totally jealous of the ribbon count. <laughs> Cheers, Rachel. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see you at Galley next year. Well, the gauntlet has been thrown. <laughs> I expect to see all of you at Galley next year. Thank you, Rachel. Yes, thank you very much. I think we've all been old Sixie fans for a long time, but you actually got to meet him. Yes. 
It's different. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's like seeing Paul. It's just like, <gasps> you just have to trust me on that. It's just, <laughs> this, I'm have to. it's just, it's just this thing, you know? So. Is it like seeing Celeste? Yeah. So I can relate to that. So oh, I can relate to that. Yeah. Well, so you will be able to relate to Soon. that eventually. <laughs> I'm meeting all of them. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a, there he is. Next, <laughs> Next up is Holly. And Holly writes, 166 Moonbase in the Nameless City. Hey, guys. Moonbase, this was a good story. With episodes 1 and 3 being animated, I can say that the animations are starting to grow on me, and they weren't as jarring as the animations from the Reign of Terror. Poor Jamie getting knocked out by the Cybermen. Polly not getting uh, believed that she had seen a Cyberman, and then finally getting believed at the end. The whole thing with the Cybermen adjusting the controls to throw off the whole weather patterns of the Earth was interesting and a little scary as well as uh, as well that technology had gotten to that point that the weather was being controlled on the moon. And was that it's a little scary. Was it 2070? Is that what they, they came down on? The Nameless City. Ah, a second Doctor and Jamie adventure. This was real well written, and I think we can all agree better than the first ebook. I could so see this happening on screen. The Doctor always seemed to be having problems with making repairs to the TARDIS and needing things that were not available in whatever time period they were stuck in in the current moment. Loved how quickly he and Jamie figured out how much it would cost to get the materials (laughs) to repair the TARDIS. Talk about sticker shock. Cool that the Master showed uh, showed up under his alias of Professor... How do you say it? Fescalis. Fescalis. I think. Thescalus. Yeah, Thescalus. Uh, Love that the Archons were able to be defeated by bagpipe and <laughs> recorder music. <laughs> all in all, a great story. I must be part Archon. Uh, Glenn, I'm gonna I'm gonna call this right now. I'm just gonna spoil this. Glenn hated this story. Glenn did not like it, and I couldn't figure. He gave it a meh on Goodreads, and I went, "How could you think this is meh? meh?" And then I got to the bagpipe. Give so us I a went, meh on Goodreads. Never mind. I know. Now. I think I gave it four stars. You gave it three. And then That's I, a man. I'm going to good release. Go, go, go check to, go because to, go I'm pretty sure release. I didn't. If you didn't, you need to up it by one. <laughs> you totally uh, gave it three based on bagpipes. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thought on these stories. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. Pretty sure Thanks, I gave Holly. it four. <laughs> I gave, if, if I did, what I did is I we'll flip-flopped the we'll uh, you and Coffer one uh, and, because I gave it three, which I think was generous. That's but. generous, my opinion. Uh, you gave it before. That's Did what you? I thought. Yeah, you must have changed it then. No, it was I didn't three. change it. it was no, three. I didn't change it. But I'm not going to tell you what I thought about it until we get there. So. Up next there is were Chrissy. Bagpipes. Chrissy writes, New Who and New Two. Dear Vortex Boys, So we've got a new recurring character, Danny Pink. Lots of people have been calling him a companion. But the, all the official <laughs> BBC stuff I've read says recurring character. <laughs> But that doesn't mean that he won't become a companion eventually. Uh-huh. I like agree. Rory and Mickey did. I agree. At some point in time down the road, we might have to revise our statements. So do we think then he might be playing Clara's boyfriend? Perhaps. Perhaps. In a way, I hope they don't go there. Not not just, just because we've been there. We've had companions with significant others in the TARDIS for, it seems like, all through New, New Who. And... How well, can you top? Well, we, How we, can you top Rory? We've well, that's, that's just true. We, we've shown the both, kind of both sides of that. The, yeah. the companion that leaves a boyfriend behind, 
and the companion that brings the boyfriend along. I mean, it's so. Where else do you go? With yeah, that? I just. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. I, I kind of hope they're like best mates and they're just really good friends, and you know that, that there isn't any romantic entanglement. So you're hoping that uh, Danny's in the uh, friend zone. <laughs> no, because that implies that he would back not, to not the, want to be in back the friend zone. Back to the uh, when Harry met Sally <laughs> idea that men and women can't be friends. So I mean, I can. No. Yeah. No. Have you ever seen the movie? Yes, I've seen the movie. <laughs> it proves at the end that they can't be friends. It's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who is a TV show. <laughs> yes. Nobody's, nobody's saying Doctor Who's real. <laughs> I'm friends with Keith, and he's a girl. Hey. Ah. <laughs> Chrissy continues. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know where I'm that came from. Biscuits. <laughs> I've known him for nearly 10 years and I'm learning new things about him now. <laughs> you try rooming with him. Excuse me. <laughs> as excited as I am for more casting news, I'm more interested in Danny's backstory as a teacher at Cole Hill School. Now I figured the callback to Cole Hill was just a neat little one off cameo for the 50th anniversary, but nope. It's going to be featured in Series 8. And, well, I have no reason to think this other than I'm just throwing out wild guess, wild mass guessing, but I wonder if they'll surprise us with a William Russell making an appearance as Ian Chesterton, the way the same way Sarah Jane came back in School oh. Reunion. And... Oh. Uh, <laughs> I... Uh, that can't happen. And now that I think about Why? it, they could call it episode. They call, call that episode "School Reunion 2 This time, <laughs> <laughs> this time it's personal. this time it's personal. Oh wait, Long Island Who already took that tagline. Rats. Yeah, yeah. This is totally wishful thinking, but it'd be cool. In the meantime, yay, Danny Pink. I don't want to see him back. And I, uh, deep down in my core, I do, but consciously, I don't. Because of the statement that Sarah makes about he and Barbara at the end, that they've never aged. Oh. oh. I think that would totally, totally tear that down. Just that, that one little statement would just completely be destroyed and obliviated. And I like that imagery in my mind, that they, they are living together as man and wife, and they've never aged. But anyway, so. It doesn't quite make sense that they never aged, though. An adventure we didn't see. Yeah, apparently. Maybe they covered that in Big Finish with the <laughs> Companion Chronicles. Way to bring it down, Glenn. Yeah, no lie. <laughs> Ten o'clock news guy. Yeah, that's not bringing it down. That's just you should you should uh, rejoice in that wonderful imagery of the fact that you brought me from in and, and Barbara never arranged <laughs> to here. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know. I really wanted to see him in it. That'd be so cool. Happily about, even though this tidbit has been around since the time of the Doctor, Clara is also a teacher at Cole Cole Hill School, and not just any teacher, an English teacher. I should explain that at at one point I thought about becoming an English teacher. She just clarified clarified her doubt from earlier, but but I decided not to. Still, Clara teaching English is very cool to me, nonetheless. All right, second Doctor Month, sort of. Moonbase. I saw this one when I got the Lost in Time DVD from the library. Well, I saw the two existing episodes, and they played <laughs> the audio for the missing episodes. I quite liked it back then, and now that I've seen it with, quite frankly, exclim- uh, ex- ex- 
exemplary. Yes, thank you. Animation, I like it even more. I'm glad that we're getting more stories with Ben and Polly on DVD because we have so few of them and it feels like they get overlooked in fandom. Simply because we don't have their stories readily available. Granted, this isn't Ben's best story, though Polly is pre- has some pretty good moments. And I think this was Jamie's second full story as a companion, and the difference between his characterization here and later in his run is huge. He still hasn't quite let go all of his 18th century superstitions, and he's still very new to all this time travel stuff. And he's still like Ben and Polly's cute baby brother that they have to look out for all the time. The second Doctor is fantastic, as always. What more can you ever say about Patrick Troughton? I do have to talk about the sets. The moonscape scenery is really good, especially when you think that it was all done in studio and on a limited budget. This is probably one of the stories where where it being in black and white was a huge advantage. The black and white definitely lends to the chilling atmosphere of the story, and it's one of my favorite parts of this one. All in all, thumbs up. And now I, thought, I thought she'd be more upset with the fact that Fraser's out of it for about two episodes. But. His shirt is halfway unbuttoned. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she's okay with it on that aspect. And, and as I pointed out on Twitter, uh, he, he, he comes out of his coma. What's the first thing he does? He and Ben grabbed that table and ramrod a guy through a doorway with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a battering ram. Yeah, Jamie's back. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that was Ben's idea though didn't matter Jamie <laughs> Jamie, Jamie was the anchor Eddie, Eddie, right. I'm pretty sure there was a Highland scream as he charged with it so. uh, there should have been though that would have made it even better <laughs> well that would have made it better and now they've done the animation for the move base why can't we get animation for the crusade both are four part stories and are only missing two episodes there's no reason the crusade can't be done there is unless those <laughs> there is yeah unless those what, one word are one word out. Cybermen Here's the thing. Has the, the moon the, base can be sold because the, of the Cybermen. The moon base is sold because of the Cybermen. 10th planet is sold because of the Cybermen. Reign of Terror is the strange one in my, in my whole theory here because it's, it's purely historical. And I wonder if maybe the BBC, that was like testing the waters and they said, we'll animate this one because it's, it's one of those like cult favorites. It's one of the ones that a lot of people refer to as, as a good story. And I, they, they, they really do. And, but it, Missing and all of there, and so I think that was a, a broad attempt to bring something that it seems is kind of an underground favorite, and so I think that's the reason we got the animation there. But I, I really think, and look at again, what was the first story to be animated? The, the invasion. invasion, Cybermen again. That's the thing is, I think they are looking at the ones that are clearly on the surface an obvious popular one. That's people are clamoring for more Cybermen. Cybermen are still popular to this day. Well, so then, they're going to make those sales on those type of stories. And then the Ice Warriors on the heel of Cold Warriors War. Ice Warriors on the heel of Cold War. And not to mention that, it's, again, it's another monster. It's another yeah. fantasy. It's another iconic villain in Doctor Who. People talk about it. Everybody in Doctor Who, classic Doctor Who, especially fans, know who the Ice Warriors are. So I, that's what it comes down to, Chrissy. And when we get to the Crusades, we run into that same situation with... Reign of Terror, where the Crusades is and is kind of an underground favorite of people that have seen or are, are familiar enough with the story, have heard, seen the recons, or heard the the audio stories for it. But depending on how Reign of Terror did, and I don't think it did as phenomenally well as anything else uh, that's been animated uh, since or before. I have a feeling that's what's holding them back on Crusade. That they'll try to pick other. I think I, I bet we see animation on 
any a number of so, Dalek stories that are missing, or how do you justify of, Underwater Menace? Uh, it was animated. Was it? Well, well, it, it maybe we don't know for sure. And that's the, the that's the, <laughs> there, there's a, there's if a it's animated, then that's the trailer. That's, yeah, you're right. There is a trailer on there, but and they started never, animation on it. They've confirmed that they did. Okay, yes. see, I had but they've halted it. Yeah. See, I, but maybe the whole team is because of the success of the animation. I don't know. I, I, I yeah. really think because Chris I, I think the whole thing is for a whole other reason. But we didn't talk about well, that during news. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, another thing is uh, with Underwater Menace, you've still got kind of that fantasy aspect, and you can you've got well crazy and, monsters. And but let's be realistic. There's more Troughton missing than Hartnell. There really I is. Mean, and so, I, that's, that's one of the reasons why so I think that's they're very partially why it's being so. Uh, focus yeah. because well, there's a very, there are a, there's a big chunk of uh, Hartnell available that you can watch. That's certainly there's true. not as many. That's certainly true. And not that all of these are, are not valid because they certainly are. But there's a there's a very basic animation rule at play here. You don't got to animate the Cyberman mouths. Well, that's that's all, all of the talking. The all of the talking that they did. It, the, you don't have to do that well, with an yeah. actual human mouth. You've got to line up and, and ADR that. That certainly might play into it. But with a Dalek, how easy would it be? Humans, so. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. How easy for, for for going forward? I would pull every monster out of the book that had a rubber mask on that we didn't have yeah. to match that yeah, up. It certainly would be to, to animate it because it's easier. Yeah. All of the Dalek stories I would animate before I did the Crusade. Just you know, I got a well. I got well, a light bulb. I don't know That's about it. that because there's a lot that are all missing. That's yeah. just yeah. And Dalek so, Master Plan only has three stories that actually exist. So, uh, or three episodes that actually exist in the entire. And it may only be two now. I think about it. Well, but anyway, Power of the Daleks. Power of the Daleks is completely gone. And and I think what they're doing now is they're clearly only picking ones that they only have to animate two episodes well, of. Which Crusade fits smart. in that? Well, right. Yeah. Crusade missing two. Crusade missing three. Okay. Jesus so. Uh, so it does fit in that, you know, that category of the things that they've been picking so far. But are there any, are there any that are still missing? Just one? I don't think so. I think everything has at least two, or, two more. or more. Now. Yeah, I believe so. The the two that were missing one were Tenth Planet and. Uh, Ice Warriors. Or is that no? Two? It was missing too. There was another one out there, wasn't there? Maybe there's not. Well, Planet Giants, but that wasn't really missing. <laughs> <laughs> it was purposely edited purposely down. Edited. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, Tenth Planet. Oh, Web of Fear. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Which they aren't animating. Which, which tells yeah, me we're going to get a special edition. I hope so, because this whole, is just, this whole vanilla release yeah. is really making that. All right. Go on. She continues. Unless those missing episodes are being mysteriously hidden away in that rumored pile of covered <laughs> film canisters that someone at the BBC is supposedly sitting on just to make entitled fans go long and insane rants on Twitter. Is it? You can't do it a long and insane rant on Twitter because you only get 140 characters. That's if you can do it. <laughs> One letter for each word. <laughs> wow, that was quite a tangent. Anyway, the nameless city. That's a tangent that sent us on another tangent. This is how you do a short story for the 50th anniversary. Even from the beginning, I was hooked on this story. The prologue setting up the Archons was sufficiently creepy, but intriguing with the bit about their civilization being older than Gallifrey and the Time Lords. And then the next chapter cuts to Jamie on an errand for the Doctor. And there are some wonderful moments for Jamie as he helps the man being robbed. I loved all the little reminders of where Jamie came from. 
that he was part of the Scottish army at the Battle of Colden. Sometimes you miss those even in the TV show. I love the characterization of the Doctor in this, and I even love how Michael Scott incorporated some of the Gallifrey and Time Lord mythology and history into this story, even though the Time Lords weren't really established on to TV on TV during the Fountain years. I don't know. I feel like when you have a brand new story with a classic Doctor, the author puts in things that have come into canon in more recent years that helps create a, con- a running continuity throughout all the big Doctor Who uh, stories. Whether they're televised or in some other medium, and it's a big part of why I love Doctor Who so much. I love having this great big massive canon to play with. Anyway, fabulous story gives me hope for the rest of the range. I'm done for now. I hope everyone has a great week. Chrissy. P.S. Yes, I know the Oscars are tonight, Sunday. Yes, I know you're probably going to talk about them. As for me, I hope Frozen wins a few categories. Now that I've said that, it's not going to happen, because nothing I like ever wins. Good news, Chrissy. It won two. <laughs> Both categories it was on. Yeah, that's right. Both categories, I claimed that it would win. I think we all claimed that. <laughs> I was say, that's what I had. <laughs> no surprise I, there. I don't think anyone was surprised that it beat this before me, too. I'm surprised that uh, Get a Horse didn't win, though, which is the short film that pre- is ahead of Frozen. So. Oh. Yeah, it's a Mickey oh. Mouse cartoon. It's a reimagined oh, I remember old timey wimey okay. uh, old timey uh, Mickey Mouse cartoon that's kind of they use some technical wizardry in order to make it really cool. So. I look forward to seeing that when I finally see Frozen. It should be is on, it, is it, should it be an old it existing? It doesn't exist, I don't believe. I think that it was completely reinvented but they had to think like Wait, did you uh, see you Frozen, and, or did you just watch the short? No, no, I, I, well, I haven't even seen the whole thing. I've just seen clips oh, okay. of it and making okay. uh, things like well, that. Well, see, unfortunately, so have I, because I was getting popcorn while that was on. I didn't realize <laughs> oh, that, so I've, yeah. I missed all but the very no, end it's, of it. It's, it's, so it, I know it's animated, and it's done to look like an old yes, black and white Disney cartoon, and I assumed it was just, it's no. it's not an actual one that they've mm-hmm. gone and, no, okay. wouldn't have qualified as a... Uh, okay. For a knock. It's still amazing. What, what little yeah, part I yeah. saw, I went, oh, I was yeah. ready to go buy another ticket so, to Frozen just to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything for anybody because it's it's the, the, the thing, the trickery that they do with it is really amazing. It looks really great. So, Very good. All right. Finally, Dan. Don't sound so final. That's the last bit of feedback I have. <laughs> Uh, Dan, where's Dan? There's Dan. This is a long show today. <laughs> Dan writes. Question, comment. Last minute Moonbase review. Long review made short. Well, the kids and I watched while Heather fell asleep. Busy day. Despite seeing an occasional wire, the model shots were actually quite good. The sets looked good. The moonscape was huge when compared to other old episodes. Some of the acting was also well played comparatively. I've seen the reconstruction, but the animation is a nice way to fill in the mental gaps. The animation itself gave me mixed emotions. The static scenes in the background were gorgeous, but the motion didn't seem to be as fluid as it could have been. Watching the shadows slowly rise on the Cyberman's face and the headlamp glisten in the sun were incredibly fluid. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because overall I really enjoyed the story. And as always, it's great to have another Trout episode in the library. I enjoyed watching with the kids, but I missed the sidebar comments from the Friday Night Who gang to liven things up. <laughs> Thanks again, guys, and we'll catch up with you later. Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Dan, Dan, we're sorry that uh, your your Amazon uh, <laughs> order right. arrived got Saturday. You got that and Tenth Planet, right? Yeah, yeah, those those together, I think I saw. So Cool. But well, glad that you have them now. Let's move on to these reviews, because we're getting really long here, and I think we have a lot of good things to say about it. 
In 2070, Earth's weather is controlled with ease from the moon. When the TARDIS arrives at the moon base, the Doctor, along with his friends, Polly, Ben, and Jamie, is accused of starting a plague that is killing the base's crew. It's not long, however, before the time travelers discover the true case of the deaths, a powerful, unstoppable race that the Doctor has met before. The Cybermen! Dun, dun, dun! I really liked this one. I know Keith really likes this (laughs) one. (laughs) Considering my excitement, I couldn't wait for Friday Night Who and watched it <laughs> Start, <laughs> only a week before. Start us off, Keith. Give oh, us all of the good. so good. It's so good. It's so good. What's, okay. What's not Go good ahead. in this? <laughs> give, 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 us, uh, give, us, give us all of the bad now. It's good. It's good. Uh, I enjoyed this one. Um, There's, it's. I thought the animation was phenomenal. I, I kind of agree with Dan that there, could, there, there was some of the motion that... Could have been improved, but some of those static shots with the with the uh, the shadow rising on the Cybermen overshadow anything else for me. Because and I I I wish I knew if those were real or if those were created by the animation. If those were real, like like if, if it was shot that way. Oh oh, I see. Or, or if, if I the see framing, because some of, so much of the framing in this was so good. Did you look really show? close? Some of the sh- some of the animation is borrowed from the fourth story. Okay. Yeah. So I I think it probably was well, shot that the, way, on, and they the they shots. basically emulated those shots from the fourth story. The the one I'm thinking specifically of is especially is that wide shot where they're all marching in, and the one Cyberman almost falls over. <laughs> um, well, that is that actually completely. No, it wasn't even in the recap. Okay. No, it was it was it was it was reused. It was and it was from the end of episode four. It's when they're mm. all making the the convergence on there at the end, and that was almost shot for shot, reanimated the same way as it was. And I, I was kind of surprised that they didn't charge it up, change it up a little bit. But again, the animators have always been charged with trying to get that original feel yes. and use as much of the telesynapse yeah. and the realism and how it would have been. And so I think their choice was to just reanimate uh, a section that. that existed so that it would look very similar. Which, my, my thought process on that is absolutely bravo, good job. And I watched it. I had never seen this one before. And so I sat down and watched it, and we got to the, the impending invasion of the moon base, and all of these Cybermen crest the hill. And I went, good job, guys. Way to add more Cybermen and really make this menacing, because there's no way that we had 11 guys in Cybermen suits here. And then episode sure four started. 11 guys And there were 11 Cybermen. guys in Cybermen suits. And honestly, it, it, it spawned my, my, my admiration for the animation even more. That they didn't add that more. That they didn't add more. That they, they stuck with what was there, because it's such a good story. It just They, they didn't have to add anything. I'd have, I'd have been tempted to pull a George Lucas and put a couple more legions, <laughs> you know, of stormtroopers in there, but they didn't have to. That'll be the Moonbase Special Edition. Yeah. Um, I was going to wait to talk about the animation, but I suppose that we get since we're getting there, I mean, we'll start let, with let, the animation. Let's, I, I'm, not gonna, start I'm not going to. I'm not going to start with the animation. Let me let me give my impressions of the story first because that's I've given where my I'm, review of the story because <laughs> I've done the novelization. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that's right. You did. That's right. So, it lived up to what I thought of novelization. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Um, That's an, actually an interesting thing we probably ought to talk about. The novelization compared to this? Well, yeah, just, the, the, you know. Lived up to it. <laughs> Thank there, you. There, there's some stuff uh, that the novelization kind of plays up a bit more. Um, obviously, we'd have to expound on some things. Well, uh, even some things that seems to heighten a little bit, like 
the scene where the doctor is going around collecting samples. Much bigger and much more comical in the novelization than it was portrayed really? here, I thought. Um, I explores a bit more, like, of the character and makes him a lot better of a character than he is in this, because he is not likable, in my opinion. Uh, adds more to Polly, gives her more smarts. I mean, it, it does its usual novelization stuff, but really, overall, it didn't expound it too much, I don't think. Um, I was half familiar with this because I had actually seen the two episodes that exist uh, on the uh, uh, Lost in Time box set. Um, so I had seen these. So I was familiar enough with the story. But the story is very engaging. It's it's good. It's paced well. There's not there's not a lot of downtime. It's it's it's, it's interesting. It's it's a little out there for a concept, but they don't go too far with it. Yeah. They reel it in, controlling the weather. Um, in certain regions, in certain you know uh, hemispheres, and, and that was clever and cool. Um, I thought the, the device that was used was a little bit weird, but a little exorbitant. But overall, I thought it was a great story. It's great acting. I, I sorely missed Jamie, though. I really, really wanted much more Jamie in this. Um, I shouldn't be too saddened by it because of the fact that we get a lot of Jamie in the in the Trout era. He's om- he's yeah. in almost every well, Trout story. That, that's the thing with the story is you're so used to Jamie. It's almost jarring that he's not there. I think that's what it yeah. is. Is I want him it, more because I I've seen a lot of Jamie in the in the doc, and I love the way they interact and play. They don't in this one. They're very little. Although if you watch the the making of, they kind of explain the fact that Jamie was actually just a one off. For he was yeah. supposed to be in the Highlanders, and that was it. And they came to him and said, "Hey, do you, you want to join the cast?" He said, "Yeah." So in order to, but Kit Peddler didn't want didn't want Jamie. He didn't have room for Jamie. So that's why he's basically out of the it's story. It's a fairly for the tight story. Yeah, it's it really not a lot. Um, and so that's why he's out of commission for the first two episodes. But um, so it's understandable why it happens, and 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 it doesn't ruin the story for me. I just really wanted more of it. Um, it probably would have been a little bit shorter of a story if I, Jamie was it, around. <laughs> this is one of those. <laughs> this is one of those stories where there's always these kind of things in Doctor Who, and they pick up on them. But this was one of those stories that were a couple of times, and unfortunately, one of them is is completely escaping me. I had notes on this. Maybe I should look at those. Um, but uh, Maybe. <laughs> the the one thing that, that pointed out to me was that nobody saw the guy with all the lines on us, the doctor, <laughs> the lines on his hand if it go into that room, in the, the radiation room with the helmet. Nobody <sighs> saw that guy. They all conveniently had their backs turned when he came into the room. They got, that was a little weird. It, it didn't make me it laugh when he forced. put his hat on well, down. <laughs> oh, I didn't, didn't realize that. Yeah. No, I didn't realize he, that. And he did it like it wasn't the animation; it was live action. He put the hat on backwards. <laughs> I didn't. didn't and then later, that. when they came back to him, he had it on right. Ah, I did there's, there's a lot of little technical things in it that makes me giggle. Like, yeah, as Dan pointed out, in the wire shot is seeing the uh, the saucer land. You can see the wire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, I used Deadwood films those. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and then you can tell that they reused the shot because you can see the wire again. And then just the idea that the moon base doesn't really question how these people showed up. Yeah. Well, 27, well, you know, there's you know, a lot of space. There's going. a spaceship coming in a month. What? <laughs> <laughs> and it's those sort of things that it's like, 
Okay, whatever. I think it's funny that I mean this has happened. Been with this has happened before because so much think, more awesome goes on. This has happened before, but they think that they're the ones that are coming the shuttle. They, well, well, you guys are here early. <laughs> didn't you see the shuttle? On the <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You, one, you should know. You can see them coming from a long way it's away. Just one of those probes that's just okay. Yeah, I like the the. And the, it, it takes so long to get there. I mean, well, it's, and, it's, and, it's and a three-day like, journey, but part, it takes so long to get there. But then, and oh, it's been knocked out of orbit into the sun. Well, <laughs> the end. so long, yeah. Which, I did like the explanation of, oh, we can't lose contact with them. They've been accelerated, and the Doppler effect, they're already... It may take days to reach the sun, but they're already out of communication range. That was nice, I thought, of... I totally bought that. Yeah, they're so doomed. doomed. Yeah. Whether that's a true science thing or not, yeah. I totally well, bought it. Well, the attempt to explain it away yeah. was satisfying. Yeah. 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 Go Kit Peddler. <laughs> um, I like the 50s retro look, especially of the spacesuits. I oh, thought that was really, really cool. The space suits. Uh, it was very Pulp Noble or Flash Gordon. Uh, yeah. Oh, 50s, old style yeah. Flash Gordon. But with um, helmets and ray guns, you know. I, I like how they incorporated the idea that, that Jamie, uh, the, the, the Scottish. Uh, belief is that you you'll dream about the Piper just before you die, and he keeps seeing the Cybermen and saying, "Oh, the Piper, the Piper's come." <laughs> so I like that. I like that idea of how the, that sort of fear and belief plays into reality in this sense. So that was kind of neat. I like that uh, attempt. Well, and again, being an early Jamie story, it's totally fitting with with his character. Obviously, later Jamie he. Picked up a rock and bashed still, the Cybermen in the head with it. But. He's still, what is it, 14th century, 13th century Scotland? I yeah. mean, it might even be earlier than that. But it's still that idea. You know, that's still that, that you know, unlearned uh, yeah. companion at that point. Still a little primitive, still. Uh, so, yeah, that does fit in line. The Cybermen hands are weird, but I had got past those in Tomb because they, that continues on in the design. The three finger design? Yeah. But I, I, I like this design of the costume. It's, again, something we've seen before in Tomb. It's a nice upgrade. It is. It's a, it's a really nice upgrade. But it, it's subtle enough that it's not like, oh my gosh, what are these things? It's, yeah, it's you know. subtle enough that well, and you know, if, you, if you line them up in line from you know, then until now, there's this subtle progression. It makes and sense. I, I kind of yeah. like that. And this was subtle enough to still, you know, Go in line the, with what the, we the, know of the Cybermen. The, the voice changes to what we're more familiar with. I didn't like that. I prefer oh, the voices of the Tenth Planet uh, Cybermen. This isn't even. You know, I guess it's more like the new series voice, but the these Cybermen and I, uh, they clearly did it like with one of the voice box, you know, air those those type things. Uh, they clearly used that type of device in order to make the sound. It's a lot more mechanical in my. Uh, Summation, but I, it, I I just really liked the cadence that they use in the first one, and that that just weird tinny near it almost foreign technology sound of the tenth planet uh, Cybermen, and so I missed that in this one. I didn't. I, I I I would have preferred a at least a mixing of those two type of voices. And this one was very. These were hard to understand for me. I, I was very very difficult to understand what they were saying. So. See, I think they sound just like they they do in Tomb. I don't think it sounds any different. Uh, to, from tomb, that. I mean, it's been tomb a while since and, we've seen Tomb. The tomb is, is sim- yeah. Tomb I is think very they, they all sound. Uh, the invasion is more maybe a bit more human, more human, more basic. That, that it doesn't have that that you know. It's a little more. I mean, it still has that that synthesized or mechanic mechanical sound on the edge of it. Yeah, you're right. That's that is still that's still there in uh, the invasion. But <laughs> it's not David Banks. 
No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I, I liked the voices in this. I agree with you, especially the info dump section where the cyber lead, or, well, the controller, whatever he is, has that big monologue to give. Mm-hmm. And it all came out with the thing, and this thing, and, 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 and it, the, the modulation started to get to the point where it just kind of washed out, and I just kind of gave up after a while. My brain was like, this is one of those things I'll have to pick up later. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's like New Who. Uh, I didn't get it. Um, but I liked the voice. I liked the sound of it. But I think I liked the sound of it because it was reminiscent of Cybermen that I'm familiar with. Not that I didn't like Tenth Planet Cybermen voices. It just it was such a drastic going back to me for that, you know. But I liked I liked the voices. In it. I liked all. I liked the redesign. I liked the. Um, I still love their plot or their, their their what they're planning to do. I think that's just. I, I touched on it when we did the. I did the novelization. It's just a good, I think, Device. scheme. It's just a solid scheme. They sneak in, they poison so they can take over, and there's nothing in there that's like, well, why did they do this? You know why they did this. Yeah. It all makes sense. But your typical base under siege story. And, and done really and, well. And, yeah, and um, basically, uh, you know, uh, what the other, there's, a, there's another cliche or trope name for when you take uh, control of something that's unreachable to others I- immediately, and use that against. I can't remember oh, what that's yeah. called. There's something. There's something. There's a word for that as well, but I can't remember what it, what it is. Um, uh, Annika Wilkes touches on this in the in the uh, documentary that's on the disc. But I noticed that even though Polly still has kind of that '60s female writing style. The, the character's written a little bit that way. That she is a stronger character than I think we're used to, even with Barbara and and Susan. Uh, in this story particularly, I really felt by putting her in charge of taking care of... I mean, you're getting that nursemaid thing too, but putting her in charge of, of finding out what's ailing these men, I thought was kind of a, a, a nice you know step up for a character, and she even addresses the fact. Well, I still got, I got coffee, but I got coffee with authority. You know, it's just it's one of those kind of things. You know that. Um, but I, I thought it was for somebody that could have come across as kind of a dingy blonde as she comes across in Tenth Planet. This well, one really elevates her a lot well, more. Well, and, and she almost comes across as a dingy blonde until she figures out the solution problem of coming up with a solution to deflate the chest plates. Yeah. Is that what you mean? More than the because the doctor is the one doing the research and find, trying to figure out what causes it. I don't. She unknowingly gives him the answer. Well, oh, that's true. It was it wasn't intentional. It, it, yeah, it, you're it's, right. It's you're the right. coming up but with the poly. I, I guess what I, I, I what I guess what I'm saying is not necessarily that she's put in charge, but that she, she seems to, help to be out. helping, and yeah. she she's she's been elevated as more. Than just a damsel in distress, she's more of the assistant type. You know, she's not quite the level of Zoe because Zoe had the intelligence; she yes. was just super intelligent. But, but it's still love her figuring out. Exactly, the, it was more the, of a the, more of a uh, the alcohol. He, I even hate to say Liz Shaw her. because I think Liz Shaw is that scientist point. So you kind of expect it from her, but early Joe Grant. Maybe later Joe Grant even. Well, uh, Joe got a little dingy as we went. But just, just Polly had a purpose. That, that's what that's, was most that, impressive. That, that's, 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 that's the problem with this is that I agree. She, in, in Tenth Planet, she's, she's dingy blonde. Right? She's just, and useless. She, she, she's just kind of there. And she's there to ask questions and doctor what is that and forward the plot and that's it. This one, she becomes useful 
I don't know that I necessarily agree with how she became useful, at least initially, because yes, she went and stayed by Jamie, and so automatically the fanboy in me is like, oh, she's taking care of Jamie, that's <laughs> awesome. The the forward-thinking progressive in me is going, why does the woman got to be cast in the nurse role? Yeah, yeah. You know, yes, I understand it's the 60s, but it just, you know, we're defaulting to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, while the men go off and have battle with the base under siege, she's going to stay in the infirmary. And then she sees a Cyberman, and nobody believes her. Yeah, that was a little unfortunate. And and they say, well, we better search the base. And they all run out. It's like, it went through that door. And they've left her there. Why would you go that direction? (laughs) She could just say, it went there. Go look there. You know, we checked everywhere. Did you check in here? Look in the He's in the closet. But that 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 moment. Now is I don't care phenomenal. because yeah. Well, I, oh, when he's giving that to the music, did you underline check that? In here. They checked everywhere, but did you check in here? Oh, I, I, I mean, it was really well done in the trailer, which so it elevated it for me when we actually watched it. Did you ever watch the trailer? The, I should. Sure yeah. Oh my god, that's such a cool trailer. Um, but so getting to that moment was really cool. But just the fact that even Team Tardis kind of seemingly dismisses her once the the commandant, whatever he was of the base, dismisses her. Mm-hmm. Even they're uh, kind of like, eh, we're not going to deal with it now. Well, uh, I think it's excuse me. Deal with it now and the doctor believes her but doesn't have time to... There's a Cyberman on the loose. Automatically, I've made that connection that this is the root of the problem. <laughs> you know? You want to get to the bottom of the plague? Go through the door and find the Cyberman. So that was a little frustrating. And then she gets coffee, and it's and like part of that oh, is because really? we've seen. Well, yeah, I mean, well, as the viewers obviously were up in the know. <laughs> Watching it, when oh, it was such a good reveal. Uh, you wouldn't have. Uh, I can only imagine what it was like watching it when it aired, not knowing this was a Cyberman story. And I don't. I just can only imagine the reveal of that, and oh my god! Did you did you read that that they changed well, the name? Great, great cliffhangers. Yeah, Great all the way around. Cool. The, the original title was going to be The Return of the Cybermen, and they, they asked Kit Pedler, can you change that so that they're not mentioned? We want to well, keep that surprise. Yeah. And it's so well done in that. But yeah, it's not for, for me, it's not until she kind of begins ramrodding the let's strike back posse uh, and, and coming up with the poly solution that it's like, okay, this is more what I, you know, I'm pleased mm-hmm. with and expect from her. Not that everything else that you know that came before wasn't yeah. great. It's just yeah. little things that I could nitpick on for the timing. Well, I think, I guess my point is that she seemed purposeful. She seemed, yeah. and maybe that's why, because in comparison to the, anything I'd seen her in before, which is only the Tenth Planet, well, I see, I saw the War Machines a long time ago, and I've listened to and watched the recons of Power of the Dogs, but even there, I just, everything that had come before, she just didn't seem like she had much of a purpose. And this one really kind of gives her a purpose, gives her a little more to do, gives her. It, it kind of turns her into kind of a, a semi-hero or heroine yeah. because she she does st- st- you know accidentally come across the or at least implants the idea of the doctor to figure out about the show. Yeah. Do, you know she she is the one that that comes up with the the, the, the way to, to to destroy the respirators and, and collapse her chest units, um, even though she had to ask what it was in <laughs> fingernail polish. I just thought everybody knew that. Um, <laughs> That's the science lesson for the kids at yeah, home. <laughs> I, I, I suppose that's certainly true. So, I, yeah, the 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 problem that I had with like giving her purpose and was just that's just kind of throwing the 
well, chemicals together explode. and hope it doesn't explode. <laughs> the poly cocktail, I think they called it. You know, that's that wasn't that wasn't a good idea. But <laughs> just a little bit kind there, of random. There, there were several uh, bleach and ammonia jokes made. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so sure, we'll the, put this in there. This story kind of goes to show that uh, two car- two companions might be the max the doctor should have, because all of Polly's great moments are to the detriment of Ben in this story. Yeah. Not likable at all. Comes across as demeaning the entire time. And way underused. And underused. Mm-hmm. And Which is saying something, considering Jamie spent two episodes in a coma. Yeah. yeah. How can Jamie, you be underused? Jamie seems more useful later on, even throughout the whole thing, well, because he's helping unravel the mystery of the Cybermen. I suppose the other thing that's to as the detriment... to Ben, where he's like, just go help the... I suppose the other whatever. thing that's the de- detriment to the Ben character is the fact that Jamie is in this, because they ended up giving a lot of Ben's yes, lines that's true. to Jamie to make him have purpose. So now, not only is has Polly been kind of relegated to having more purpose? That brings Ben down a little bit. Yeah. Suddenly you're dividing Ben's role between he and Jamie. That, that's a good And point. so that even, you know, brings it down even more. So um the hearing the doctor think out think in his head. That was, was bit, weird. It was, it was weird. That was it, it's not something it's unusual. It's not something that we normally see. So that was a little jarring and, and different. Um, but I guess if you don't have a companion around to well, and when you've got bounce that off of it, try to kind of keep it right. And that it, mystery of what's it, going it, on to with everyone else. Exactly, he couldn't he couldn't reveal what he was doing, he to, and so talking to yeah. himself would have been revealing. That so. was honestly one of the things that I thought was really interesting about the way the story is constructed, is that for a huge change up, the Doctor is the one that's effectively been captured and held prisoner, and that it's the companions who are in the other room plotting and trying to figure something out and then coming to the rescue. That doesn't happen often. Normally it's the other way around, and the companion is the one that's being threatened by the monster. And I loved that they did it this way. And maybe it's because it's Trout and it works so well, you know, because of all the doctors, his is the one that, well, yeah, he probably needs help. <laughs> you know, let's, go, let's, go, let's go rescue the doc. But it just, it just fits so well with that. I was really struck by how just flipping that on its ear was right, different. Right. And then his, different. his relationship with Hobson was great, too, because it starts off in such a typical doctor-director-of-base relationship and grows to such a point, and then Hobson's at the end just like, yep, probably better that he's gone. We don't have to explain this stuff. It just works so well to keep Trouton separate in those other parts where he's not. Uh, he, he gives him somebody good to play off against, I think. I really liked Hobson as a character. I didn't think I, he was yet another in a long he line of those. I didn't think I was going to like him initially, mm-hmm. yeah. but as it went on, it was yeah. like, oh, you're gaining well, so many cool points right now. He's in that role where you're either going to go one way with the character or you're going to go another. You know, there's just, there's, well, and, and he went the way that I kind of like instead yeah. of the he, other way where you're he's like, the hey, mirror image of the controller in 10th uh, planet. planet. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. It must just be a kit peddler. Thing, okay, you know, that's very that, that, that dynamic. Not that I'm trying to pick on all the things that bother me, but is it not enough really to give the guy you want people to know his French or French accent? You have to give him a scarf as well. <laughs> I like the scarf. I mean, why not a beret too? I mean, let's just well, let's go the to the whole stereotype: the little pencil did mustache. You, did you notice the? I didn't notice until my second viewing that all of their uniforms had their flag on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did. I, did. I, I think I only saw it this time because. Uh, I noticed it, or it was pointed out to me in the the last time that I watched the two episodes. So, uh-huh. yeah, so. Um, and now uh, let me. I'm going to touch on the animation because you touched on it already. And, and and I'll preface this by saying, 
I am so appreciative to the fact that the BBC and the To Entertain are animating these episodes because I agree with uh, was it Dan that said it's just so much easier to flesh out in your in your mind to see yeah. the action happening. So I certainly appreciate that. Um, while this was better than, did we ever determine if this was the same group that did Reign of? It is the same it, group that did Reign of Terror and Tin Planet. Okay, because it looked. Oh, it, oh, that's right. Okay, this certainly was better than Reign of Terror, and maybe because it was less than, or maybe it's equal to ten, the, what was done in Tin Planet. I'm still not digging this animation style now. I this was uh, I guess this was better than Tenth Planet as well in this in this aspect. I love the idea that we've got away from the long static shots and we're actually seeing like the cutaway shots of the boots marching and the and the, 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 the pans up the bodies of the of the uh, uh, Cybermen and the, the shadowing as you talked about the shadow falling. I pre- I love that. I in love the fairness. fact that they've done that. We don't know how much of Reign of Terror was shot that way. If they actually are animating as close to what was originally presented as possible, maybe Reign of Terror, it's the director's fault for shooting a bunch uh, of close-ups and a no, bunch of this. See, so I, from, I, here's the, from behind the scenes interviews is they learned from tra- Reign of Terror and improved it as they went as that's, much as they that's could. What, okay. That's what it looks okay. like to me. And let's not, let's not confuse anybody that, they're, that they have like a shot script. They don't know that much about it. They're, they're attempting to get the feel from mostly telesnaps and the existing episodes in the style that they're written. Right. And I saw a lot of uh, movement choices and rim bent sh- uh, shadowing and that, those kind of things in the, the episodes of Reign of Terror that existed that they could have mimicked for the animation there, and they didn't. Uh, they had okay. those long, static shots. Okay. And so... That's why in this one I appreciated the fact that we went to a lot of those cutaways and those 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 different shots and there was more movement and there was more action and I appreciated that. I still don't quite like the look that the the the, the is attributed to the actors. It's it, it's it's less of that uncanny valley feel that I think Chrissy pointed out. Yeah, that, there's that, a lot less of that. From but, Reign of Terror. Yeah, from Reign of Terror. But it, it still just has that... It's just a little too edgy for me. And I think maybe just that's mostly because I'm spoiled by the Cosgrove Hall animation of, of the invasion. And I love the simplicity. And the... It almost has more of an impact on me with the simple animation than it does with... Oh, it's almost like they're trying too hard to make it look real still. To make it look more photorealistic. And See, I think this casts a good balance between the two. It's better. It's certainly better. Don't get me wrong. Invasion, compared to this, is almost, uh, in my taste, a little too simplistic. Oh, well, wait till you see uh, the Ice Warriors. <laughs> oh, nothing's as bad as that. Well. Uh, which, and unfortunately, by me saying that, the Ice Warriors was more of an attempt to capture that Cosgrove Hall. Yeah. They just failed. I think they, they failed did. miserably. Uh, so, anyway, uh, that's my biggest complaint, is it just... I. I'd like them to bring somebody else in to do some more animation. Let's just let's get some more companies well, in there and see what they can do. Uh, this company, Disney, I don't, I don't think was yeah. doing. But don't bring uh, don't bring back that group that did Ice Warriors. <laughs> I don't think this company was doing uh, Underwater Menace, from what I understand. They've got their own show now that they're working on, so they might not be able to do as much. Well, that so, might have been a reason why. Uh, what was the next one that? They stopped on uh, uh, underwater. Man. It was underwater. Okay, so that might be the reason. Maybe they they started 
um, planning with them, and then that came about. So. Well, it sounds like they started the animation on the watermelon. Oh, they actually had. Okay. I have a theory. Yeah, <laughs> we know, you know you do. <laughs> We've been spouting your theory for months and months and months, and everybody else's theory on the subject. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> um, I, I liked the animation in this one. I, I, I think of the three of Reign of Terror and um, Tenth Planet in this one. I think this one's the strongest of the three. I think it's still the, the, when it, the very Those three. I would agree of of the. <clears throat> the, the the facial animation shots initially I thought oh it's not quite what I was hoping for but it's not as bad as Tenth Planet and I think it's it could just be that we're getting more used to them the more because we've kind of been watching you That's know possible and so maybe it's just well, we kind of sort no, of know what because I've expect gone back and looked at Reign of Terror in comparison and it's softer edges it really is okay. and I think that's that's helped it. Has helped. Oh, the, the new ones are softer. The new ones, yeah. yeah. The new ones are softer harsh. edges, and it is that has helped the transition yeah. uh, for me. Uh, appreciating the uh, the animation, but yeah, I, I just, I, I, you know, if they learn from their mis- mistake, quote unquote, I, I think that's a, a good move. They just this ah. um, but I, 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 maybe again, maybe it's because Gary Russell now works for Planet Fifty Five Studios, which is doing the new show. Ah, which is, who did this? Oh, who also did the. Or somebody on that team also did the Third Doctor anime. Oh, is that right? Yeah, huh. which is amazing. Um, but I, I really maybe maybe it's because it's Cybermen and there there were a lot of dynamic things to do. Maybe I'm just not a big fan of historicals. But I just I really I liked this comparatively. This good, it's a little easier to overlook some of the animation issues that you might have. Yeah. I think that could be a big part of it. Yeah, I suppose that's true. We all didn't come, at least, you know, and I more than you guys didn't come down on the side of Rain and Terror being that great. And the fact that the story ele- is elevated, I think, or is that much better, yeah. helps it. Yeah, I, I think that definitely could be part of it. But just um, I, I, this one, to me, it seemed like they fired on all cylinders. It really seemed like the animation choices that they made were all right. The, the 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 way the as you said the blocking and the the staging of the actual invasion, the march of the Cybermen, etc. Um, but even even the facial when people would talk, it didn't. Reign of Terror almost felt like there was a really cheap coat of paint on top of a wire mesh frame. You've all seen that mm-hmm. shot when mm-hmm. they show you this is how we do computer animation, and there's a wire frame of somebody doing this, yeah. and it looks horrible. But then once you get the facial paint on, it looks okay. It kind of looked like there's a wire mesh frame there without most of the facial paint in mm-hmm. some ways to me in Reign of yeah. Terror. Mm-hmm. This didn't have that, and so I just really like it. Now, I agree with you. I still think the invasion, the animation in that is probably my favorite just because it takes me back to that pseudo-Hanna-Barbera, Johnny Quest, mm-hmm. Star Trek animated series kind of stuff, yeah. and I really like those styles. Right. And it fits with Doctor Who of the 60s. Right. It just makes sense to me. But this one I really, really liked. So I thought they did a good job. Anything else? I didn't mind the wires. I laughed, but yeah, it, 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 it didn't bother yeah, me. 60s Doctor Who. I'm very <laughs> forgiving. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to the ebook then. When Jamie McCrimmon brings the second Doctor a mysterious book, little does he realize the danger contained within its pages. The book transports the TARDIS to a terrifying glass city on a distant world, 
Or the Archons are intent on getting revenge for on the Time Lord for an ancient grudge. <laughs> dun, dun, dun! I enjoyed this one as well. I enjoyed this one as yes. well. I enjoy it. Now, if... <laughs> it makes me a little worried for the next one. Just comparing it to Dusting of the Doctor. <laughs> well, here's was and we're bouncing two around. was great. Well, uh, we were let down twice last year with the 50th anniversary of the Doctor because we didn't enjoy um, Space Buffalo. All the second Doctor ones have uh, been phenomenal. What was the third Doctor? Or what was the uh, what was the, the comic series? What was Prisoners it called? Of time. Oh, Prisoners, Prisoners of, of time. time. I thought he got. I got. I thought. I thought the third Doctor got gypped off in a story, and then Destiny the Doctor. We got. Yeah. I thought the third Doctor story got gypped. So yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of with you. I'm a little leery about what we're going to get next. Uh, not that I should be comparing any of these authors because they're all different people. But it's just when you've been burned twice, you, you know, yeah. once bitten, twice shy. It, 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 as as a story, it gets a dun dun dun. As a comparison to the first ebook, it's a dun dun dun. Yeah, far and above. Um, so much better, <laughs> which is unfair, but I'm going to say it. So much better than the first book. It hit the ground running for me. It really, you know, these are. It, uh, somebody I saw a, re- uh, a review and they said, I don't think it was one of our listeners, it was one of the people in Goodreads, I think, said, Wow, this is written by somebody who feels like he's actually watched an episode of <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to, I'm going to give him a robotic hand, you know. Yeah. I'm with Holly on this one. I think that I can totally see this translating to television. Yeah. And it, and it captures the characters as they were seen on TV. Yeah. yeah agreed. I, I think so, too. He has such a good voice for the second Doctor. Yeah. And Jamie. Um, I love the fact that, that the Master, you know, made his appearance and, uh, and very sneakily and before, mm-hmm. you know, before he became the War Doctor. <laughs> and the I love... The War Doctor. The... Uh, uh, the war chief. Yeah. Um, I cringed a little bit when we get to the archons be- on your behalf, actually, because I thought, oh, it's kind of sort of an anthropomorphized blob. <laughs> so we've got tentacles and. That's <laughs> an anthropomorphized blob. Yeah, that's well, fine. That's a, it's a fish thing. It's not, know. but it wasn't. I didn't imagine any particular. Well, how about, how about their puppets? They were also glass-like, though. The too, glass ro- uh, gorillas. Glass gorillas. Yeah. Oh, the glass gorillas. Yeah. Well, the, the, I just attributed to we've got to make it sound like something because we can't we can't show you what the we're designing. We have to talk. We have the to call it something. The themselves, so. though, I almost got the impression were mostly shapeless. Those were the forms that they continued to take in order to yeah. communicate and to, to articulate. Well, and he's got that one line toward the end where he mentions that once upon a time they were apparently aquatic. Yeah, and yeah. so I mean, you know, it, it makes sense. Those are I thought he meant they were just liquid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, I, lo- I love the story. I love the setup. I love Jamie in this. He's so wonderful. I mean, he's 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 helping this guy who you know uh, essentially he thinks is being mugged uh, or attacked at, at the very least. And you know he, he's he's grateful for the book. He just he, he doesn't want to take anything. He doesn't want to take cash. The guy gives me the book and he wants to you know okay. Well, I, the first thought is I can give this to the doctor. I love that about Jamie is that that's his first thought is what am I going to do this? I can't even read it. Oh, give it to the doctor. He'd like it. I mean that's it's so thoughtful and so I liked that in in uh, Jamie there and and I, so I thought that the, the the author nailed Jamie's role in all of the all of the things that I would have expected Jamie to do. Um, Jamie not being very knowledgeable of what, what was going on, but still being very. Um, What's the word for it? 
intuitive about what's happening. You know what I mean? That was very cool and, and very in line with... And, and, and even, even um, getting conked on the head and, and then mm-hmm. having to chase after them and and doing the great loping strides across mm-hmm. the planet. Just, doing the John Carter. You know, th- these are things that I can see Jamie mm-hmm. doing. Getting to the city, which is this huge, immense thing, but all roads lead to the tower and it's got a door. And mm-hmm. he just assumes, yeah, that's... <laughs> and it's like... It's Dude, you go in. best companion status, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right there, because it was it was so well done. Um, I like I like the exploration of the idea that the Gallifreyans stole the TARDIS from the, the Archons. The, the, the idea, the, the, idea, the, the concept, the, the seed, design, what they call yeah, it, yeah. and grew their own from mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. a really cool way to also add your own mythos to Doctor Who and expand the story. Raise your hand if you could see Rassel on doing it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although, yeah. yeah. Dibs. <laughs> Mine, and then we're going to kill you. I'll tell you. Yeah. That's Rassel on. What bothered me was the Necronomicon. It could have been anything. Yeah. It could I, have I been any that. device. It's almost like we felt like a, we felt a need to get that mythos into Doctor Who. But we didn't we didn't use it as it should have been used. The Necronomicon should have been something different than it ends up being. It it could have it should have just been any device. And it they didn't do a good job explaining why or how it functioned in a way we know what its purpose was but it really didn't give us any sort of inclination as to why it was used as the device to get the doctor to oh well we know why i guess what am i looking what am i searching for if 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 this is in fact the necronomicon the 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 one that we that, that all the we'll myths and legends yeah. Are, yeah. are built up around the master would never have let him go yeah. of it yeah agreed. i mean yeah. It, it's too more it's more powerful of a tool for him right. to i don't know raise an army of zombies and take over the earth or something i mean yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not outside the realm of his weasley little mind yeah. but if it had just been some sort of Thing that would have caused a, a, an automatic recall TARDIS to you know jump there. Okay, you know then th- that that makes more sense to me than this. Exactly. Then now, why does it have to be the next within the yeah, confines exactly. of a forty fifty page book? You know. Okay, but I guess maybe my problem with it is is I didn't have to have more explanation had it not been the next. Right. Had, had that's, we that's, not that's used true. such I agree with you. an idyllic or such a, a a a really kind of a big piece of science fantasy horror all, uh, everything borrows from that 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 concept and i think it, it, the, the concept was originally uh, devised by h uh, p lovecraft right am i am i i believe you're right correct that's where that originally comes i kind of wonder if that's not where maybe hints of the archons were going when they kind of all melded into the one creature well, i was and expecting I wondered about a cthulhu the, I, I i actually well, was in fact maybe. i would have been if they had just even dropped that idea a little heavier I would have been fine with it being the Necronomicon because that would have at least lent into that that mythology a little mm-hmm. bit. That would have that you could have I could have formulated in my head. Oh, this is where this kind of all comes from, and it's it's less than what we think it is. You know what I mean? So I would have been okay with that had we gone that direction, but he didn't drop that heavy enough in order for me to come to that final conclusion. So uh, you know, I don't know. 
That's what that was my biggest problem with. Other than that, everything else was splendid. I love the. I, lo- I, I also like the idea that the master shows up, and we never say the master. Yeah. Never, yeah. And the doctor says, "I have an idea who that was." Now, has he used and that particular? I didn't remember I that couldn't being find it a anywhere. pseudonym, but Holly remembered it that way, so that must be in something yeah. somewhere. I thought his hardest wiki is that way, and when you click the link, it goes to the master, so it doesn't really. But it doesn't say. But is that in reference of the nameless city, though? Is that the, or is it? Hmm. it Holly, let us know if you know where that, or if anybody else for that yeah, matter happens knows to where know that, where that, that originated. Because I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything. But uh, that, like but I, said, I suspected, I suspected from the very beginning. Not 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 when, not until he reveals himself to the to the the guy that helped him, the mugger that helped him. Um, that I suspect that it was a master. But yes. once that happened, I, I, I suspected from that point on, when he kind of reveals yeah. who he is, or his motives, I, I sort of suspected that's what... And I like the idea that, that, that the master is planted in here, but is not the... It's not, it's the, not the catalyst of everything. Yeah. 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 So that was cool. I, I like that. And, well. and it, I guess there's that one other line where they talk about... Uh, the time monster. So it's in the time monster? Yeah. He goes by the name of Professor... I didn't, re- I didn't remember. Well, a Greek version of Master. That okay. ties in, then, with... The, the, I was just going to mention, there's that one line where they talk about the language that hadn't been spoken on Earth since the time of Atlantis. Mm. Oh, which yeah. I just kind of chalked up to... Yeah. We're, we're really trying to carbon date this book <laughs> as old. Yeah. But that's kind of a nice okay, tie that, in that, that way, that, that, does, that does tie it in real well. Okay. Well, good. Good. Okay. Good. Well, thank, thank you, you, Holly. We have resolved that, and so we don't need you to write in. And- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing the legwork for me, Keith. Yep. Quick. I had, you know, I, I and I forgotten that I didn't. I, I mean, that was that wouldn't have come to me. But um, now all that you I say remember that, from I, Time Monsters, well, you, you know, naked now Benton. You say so. that, <laughs> now that you say naked, that, I, I sort, baby of, sort of remember that. So. <laughs> no, there were so many things in this story that I really liked. I liked that the pacing was well done. It, it moved at a good clip. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this was a shorter book, too. I think it's 40-some pages, isn't it? Instead of the 54 yeah. we got. I think it was yeah. like 49 or something. I mean, it was only a few. Doing more with less. Right. And I, I liked I liked how the Doctor... I love the scene where the, the Archons are threatening him, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. And he's, he's cowering in fear, as only the second Doctor can. You know, he's literally in the chamber of the Wizard of Oz, and he's kind of being the, 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 the cowardly lion there for a minute. And then they say, and we're going to take your ship. I think not. And he mm-hmm. just, you know, immediately erupts into the other oh, version of nerve. Patrick Trout. <laughs> you know? He had a nerve. And just, I, you know. You didn't so just hit a nerve. You hit that nerve. Yeah. So well done. And I love the when after everything's all said and done, and the TARDIS is kind of back together and repaired and pretty again, and he's kind of petting the console, talking to it. It was like this is so Matt Smith. <laughs> it's so very <laughs> something that the Doctor as a character does. I just yeah, high marks on this one. Yeah, I ho- I hope the rest of the series can can keep up the. I mean this this sets the bar high yeah, it really for this does. entire anthology series now. So. Here's hoping. Looking forward to three. All right. Well, there you go. What's next on the schedule? Well, coming up this week for Friday Night Who, a short week again since we're recording late, uh, David Tennant and Planet of the Ood, which we are doing because we have some audio adventures. And thank you, Keith, for kind of 
kicking me in the bum to get something posted <laughs> on the schedule because I would have surprised you all with it if he hadn't done this. And it's not just one, it's two. It's two. Um, big finish, 39 in the main range, which is bang, bang, a boom. And number 37, that you're right, I did so reverse it is those here. that way, yeah. No, I did, I did it backwards. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. It is listed backwards. Let, let's do 37. No, no, it's, 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 it is it's, correct. It's correct. Okay. Oh, it's correct, correct on the schedule. I thought I read it that it's way It's correct online. on the schedule. I wrote it down wrong here. Number 37, The Sandman. So number 37, The Sandman, which is sixth Doctor Adventure with Evelyn. And then number 39, Bang Bang a Boom, which is a seventh Doctor story. In a roundabout way. We'll get there. (laughs) Um, uh, So uh, I did that because, obviously, the following week we've got Sylvester McCoy. Um, Now, the following week, there's been some kind of up in the air as to maybe, maybe not. I think we're probably just best to go ahead and call it, and we're going to say we're going to do Remembrance of the Daleks for Friday Night Who. Uh, because Sylvester McCoy will be coming to Planet Comic Con, our involvement in that may be somewhat limited because we've got some pretty hefty responsibilities at the con. Um, so enjoy that one. <laughs> uh, our next show will then be Planet Comic Con, and I'm going to go ahead and drop this here, even though it's not on the schedule yet. Uh, for those of you that don't own it, go buy The Mutants with John Pertwee because we will be breaking that up over the next two. Uh, uh, weeks of, of uh, Friday Night Who, so we'll do parts one through three on the 21st, come back and finish it up on the 28th. The last show of the month, we will be doing The Mutants and the third ebook, Spear of Destiny. So that's our, our third Doctor celebration for that month. So there's that. All right. Well, if there's no other business at hand, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I almost forgot what I was supposed to say. I'm Glenn. <laughs> Yeah. I'm Sean. And I'm Keith. That's how tired I am. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Stay away from the show. <laughs> you have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.